Hi, this is Paul Blackthorn uh, from Arrow, Quentin Lance, the grumpy detective, I'm listening here to uh, Below the Belt and um, Poach Eggs, Not Elephants. It's much, much better. Thank you. The Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Yeah, that's right, guys. It's time for another episode of BPB, Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effin House. I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, here again. Yes, that's right, again for your weekly pleasure. We're, we have an amazing show from top to bottom, and we have an amazing panel that I'd like to introduce, starting with, that's right, he is the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. And I can never top um, Big Nick's intro, so I'll just pass it off to him. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I was actually going to save his intro for last, but oh, let's go ahead and introduce him. That's right. Anyways, he is former member of the United States Marine Corps. He is actor extraordinaire. He is the Captain Big Nick. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this is your cat that's speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Uh, it's probably going to be a bumpy ride tonight, so make sure your seatbelt stays on uh, and your seatbelts are in their upright and locked position <laughs> all right so did you just like this fly a lot um throughout your so, life so you started doing actually that? my mom was a flight attendant my dad worked for the airlines industry so yeah oh, I really flew as, i flew a lot as a kid oh, wow. yeah That's okay. Awesome. okay and you just memorized it it's it's just up there yeah let's go ahead and introduce yes she is back by popular demand, guys. She is actress extraordinaire, voiceover talent extraordinaire, great mom, the one, the only, the adorable one, Ali Dash. Hello, thanks for having me on first time for 2021. Yes. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. since Christmas, right? Yep. Oh. Yeah, this is one of our December shows. I believe you're on one of Christmas shows, but it's good to have yeah. you back, Ali Dash. And have you ever seen uh, Ali in a bad mood ever? I'm trying to remember if I ever oh, have. <laughs> I know she wasn't happy that she had to wore frumpy pants on Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> oh, really? Actually, we can talk about it now, oh, Allie. Yeah. yeah. Allie, right. out. I, I really didn't get the chance to see you. I don't know if we got, got a chance to see yourself in the movie. I haven't, like, played Where's Waldo yet. And <laughs> um, but you can talk about it now for the first time yes. of what the character was. Because um, I... Yeah. I was a, I think it was like a Hardee's worker. Um, 
it wasn't Hardee's, <laughs> but we I looked like Hardee's. Right. Um, and of course, Charlie, they put me Charlie's, Charlie's Burgers or something like that. Think so? I can't remember. Okay. But they put me in the the outfit was ugly because first of all, the khaki pants that they gave me were men's pants. Oh no! Uh, and not, not women flat, like right? no, because there's like it's like straight, so I had like. I have like hips and it like ugh, it, it looked really bad. It was not flattering. It's you so would have died in the eighties. What's that? So you would have you would have died in the eighties. I know you're too young, but you would have died in the eighties just with the horrible fashions. That I did. People... I was there for a couple years, for since eighty eight. So I I don't remember any of it. But well, you're... my mom dressed me in my like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, but you grew, up, you grew up in the 90s. There was still some of that in the 90s. There was. Some, some grunge, you, maybe. You, you wanted to be the I one with the teased up hair. Yes. The hairspray yeah. and the you know, I the love puffy 80s dresses. outfits. Right. You wanted to be one of those girls mm. and get your hair and makeup done, like, super early in the morning and, you know, either the wig or your actual hair yeah, or whatever. I got to dress uh, like a fast food worker. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of a bummer. That's a bummer. Some of us actually worked in fast food in high school, so we, we feel yeah. your pain. I worked at McDonald's for two years. Yeah. It wasn't so it's that funny. Uh, I actually run ran into Allie surprisingly enough with her entire family at Annapolis Mall. Yeah, really. At the H and M because I saw this Star Wars holiday sweater looked awesome. Um, <laughs> that I wanted okay. to actually get for the Christmas show, and I see Allie and her family. It was awesome to see them. Oh. Um, uh, and uh, your kids look so scared they did not want to talk to me. Really? <laughs> so my no, my kids are extremely shy. <laughs> extremely shy. Um, I like how looks. Come on, what kid wouldn't want to go up there and hug them? So like if when anyone talk, like especially with the pandemic and everything, like my kids have gotten even more shy than they used to be. Aww. But Aww. um. But yeah, they're they're quite shy. So like, I was like, hi, say say hi to Al, and they're like, they're like, ah. <laughs> I was like, guys. I mean, that's, that's what real. I do when I see Al anyway. That's pretty like, funny because I'm always talking to in the closet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because I actually started on this show like near the beginning, um, from running into Al at the mall, but it there was Columbia go. Mall. So it's all full circle now. So big things come from running from into mall. Al at the mall. Yes. <laughs> so Allie and I worked at the mall and we ran into each other at the mall. Yes. We worked on the Wonder Woman 1984 set. So it's all about the mall. I used to see you at the mall. Big Nick, I used to see you at the Apple store. Yeah, man. I so, so hey, I, it's I Sarah... work, We're all at the mall, man. So I used to work at the Apple really... store where? Towson? Columbia. Columbia, okay. And God. that's really serendipity because all of us have a mall story. I've got Robin Sparkles in my head now. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Let's <laughs> go to the mall. Yeah, you know, I'm old enough to remember when people would go to the Apple store in the mall before they had smartphones. They would go to the Apple store to check their email. Uh, they still did that. They st- really? Yeah, and <laughs> what's funny enough, up, they're all the homeless people the Mac. go and check their, their emails. That's, That's where the homeless people go? Either there or the library, right? Yeah. Wow. 
sure there was a line up the yin yang for that. But uh, and I could I could tell you some stories. I could tell you some some crazy homeless people Apple Store stories. There's really? this one. You want to share one? one yeah, I'll share one. Yeah. one. I'll share one. So there's just one dude who used to come in all the time, and he was exceptionally stinky. He oh. really a long time, but. His favorite thing to do would be because somebody eventually gave him a set of ear, like regular Apple earbuds. He would plug into a computer and he would sing opera at the top of his lungs. Really? Wow. Actually, pretty good. <laughs> he was good. Oh. He was decent, but he could you just. You just wish the voice matched the hygiene. Yeah, yeah. No, this dude could straight up clear a room with his stinkiness. Oh, wow. Eventually, enough people complained and security had to escort him out, which I felt bad about because he was a nice, he was like one of the nicer right. guys. But what are you going to do if the customers well, Oh, man, was he ripe. Sink. He was, a, he was a ripe character. I don't think I've ever met a, um, a pleasant smelling homeless person. So I mean, maybe, maybe that's par for the course. It's yeah. not easy. Right. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably something to do with the lack of um, showers. That'll do it. That yeah. might do it. Or a place to wipe the ass. Please, yeah. you know. But nonetheless, guys, <laughs> as, Ali, as Ali appears to be very sympathetic for the homeless people, yeah. we got an incredible show tonight from top to bottom. We'll we have one, not one, <laughs> not one, but two guests on Below the Belt show from the upcoming comedy film The Mimic, which will be uh, released on video on demand as well as select theaters on Friday, February 5th. We have director and writer Thomas Maziotti and actor Jake Robinson uh, here on Below the Belt Show. Uh, the movie also stars Gina Gershon, who you remember from Showgirls. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Mary Lou Henner from Taxi. Um, and, um, yeah, some other great names um, uh, associated with this film. It's all about... Um, a character that ha- that has uh, so- sociopathic um, tendencies. Yep. So basically one of the persons is a sociopath. And the protagonist narrator is trying to get more information on his new neighbor who is a sociopath. Um, they have a common um, a commonality working for the local paper. Mm. Um, and um, as their, let's just say, quote-unquote friendship... Uh, uh, expands or, or uh, they get to know each other. He uncovers more secrets about him. So, a very interesting film. Um, it had a really cool like movie within a movie context uh, where they had an actor playing a director and writer of the film midway through the film to kind of explain some things. So, oh, that's cool. We'll save that. We'll save that all for our special guests uh, later tonight. But uh, let's go in, uh, into everything in the world of entertainment, guys. Um. So a lot of movie shifts uh, as we talk about all the scheduling oh, changes due to, due to oh, COVID-19. Um, of course, we know about the No Time to Die, um, the James Bond uh, 007 um, latest installment has been delayed as well. Um, also, Last Night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright's Mysterious psychological thriller will be pushed back to October 2021. Damn. Um, also, um, Last Night in London features an all-star cast um, featuring Anya Taylor-Joy, who is a megastar now due to her work in Queen's Gambit. Um, Diana Rigg, the late Diana Rigg, who played Oleana Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. She's also in her as well. So, 
Um, I'm guessing probably one of her last projects before she had sadly passed away. Yeah, it must have been. And uh, I know you like Matt Smith, Ali Dash. He's also in it as well, one of the doctors in Doctor Who. I know you're mm-hmm. happy about that. Chacha, I know that you're not happy to hear that uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has no. been pushed five months in November. I mean, uh, I figured shifted four months to October. I mean, it's such damn. a like a Halloween type Halloween? of movie. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. Um, but yeah. no, shifting it to November of uh, this year. But um, at least we finally get get it this year. I think a lot of movies that we really well, want maybe. to see. <laughs> You'll know. Yeah. yeah. You know, but well, that's I, one movie I, I, I've been looking forward to because I thought the trailer was so great, and it looks like they're finally going to do this correctly, um, hopefully. But I mean, God, it's from been... from the I've read a couple articles about it, and um, I guess when uh, Ivan Reitman's the father, he was the yes. original director, right? Right. What's the son's name again? Jason um, Reitman. Jason yeah. Reitman. So when Jason Reitman showed him the rough cut. Apparently, Ivan cried and said, "Oh, well, that's a great sign." Yeah, he said that he was very tears very, of joy, happy with it. Yes. Yeah, and, and, so, and being not his crying son, because it was bad, not crying because crying. it was bad, crying because it was good. Yeah, and being his son, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to let his dad down, or yeah. you know, even even you know, look bad for being the son and ruining the franchise. So yeah. I think that he's going to do his best. And I heard they did some kind of um, you know, some different reshoots or whatever during the pandemic. To sure. make the movie even better. Yeah. But so I've been waiting for a long time for this, and I still have the bad taste from the um, the reboot they had of um, the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Movie. I hope this corrects it. You know. Did you hear what? Did we? Um, do you have anything on there about what Ernie Hudson said about it? Yes, yes, it's okay. funny that you mentioned that. Um, I, I'm not sure I particularly have the article here, but I do recall him saying that that Ernie did say that rebooting was a bad idea because rebooting means doing something over. Yep. He says he still enjoyed the film, which I'm that might have been a lie, but I'm pretty he, sure that was <laughs> <laughs> But you know, Ernie played a completely different character in that movie. So, uh he said that this upcoming Ghostbusters movie is 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 the third film, you know? This is the proper yeah. third film. Um and That's the thing like people in the same universe smell when you do do something for money. And that's what that reboot for Ghostbusters was, because nobody asked for it at all. Nobody said, like, you know what? Let's make the um, first Ghostbusters never happen, and let's have a whole different cast. Let's have cameos from the people that we love doing dumb shit. I mean, nobody said they wanted that. And yet, Mm -hmm. you know, here's Hollywood, like, oh, let's make a lot of money with this. You know, that goes to our key point again that we said on the show many times. Reboot, Reboot a franchise if the original was not great. Yeah. All right. Exactly. That's so Dune is example is an example. Right, right. But that's yeah. a iconic. But, but, like, but the original Ghost movie was still like I still enjoyed the original. Okay, but it wasn't great. Um, it's more of a okay. cult classic, right? Right. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll, so, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, I never um, watched another, the um, remake of the Ghostbusters. I've seen obviously the original, but I never watched the yeah, remake that came out a few years ago. You can skip it. <laughs> You can skip it. Yeah. I think it would have been cool if like they connected the characters. Uh so all the original actors made cameos. Not but they weren't their original characters. They were yeah. off off characters that just showed up to basically show support for the movie, but they weren't anything significant. Nah, it was really gotcha. quick. I think cameos. it would have been cooler if it was like their characters and somehow 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we were saying before. Like, even if they were like their daughters or whatever. If they made a sequel and added on to it instead of trying to redo it and preach, right. mm-hmm. I felt like what they did. Um, it might have been a bigger hit, and people probably yeah. given it a much more positive uh, response. But say we'll see how this new film. Um, um, Knock on wood. Turns out because I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah, Morbius. Morbius is another movie that's getting pushed one year from this film is already wrapped, guys. This is already ready to go, and we're not going to see this movie till January 2022. So they're literally just doing it because they they want people in the seats at the theaters. They don't want yeah. they don't want to stream it. it. It could be that. It could be Marvel's uh, busy schedule. Maybe because um, this this does fall under the Marvel Sony umbrella. Which yeah, I guess. It's, it's sort of gray area is still MCU because Spider-Man is sort of borrowed to MCU. So it's probably also they don't want to conflict with the other movies that have also been pushed. <laughs> um, so we'll just have to see what happens there. Uh, Quiet Place Part 2, another big um, anticipated sequel, will not be released until September of this year. Um, originally, it was supposed to come out in April this year. Um, the King's Man. Um, now will be released in August of 2021. Mm, okay. Yep. Um, and BIOS, a sci-fi movie starring Tom Hanks. I don't recall oh, okay. Tom Hanks ever doing sci-fi. He this did. Um, he's done a couple. Okay. Did that one. Apollo 13. Is that considered sci-fi? Uh, I guess so. That's more like real realism. Right? Yeah. I think he did uh, one with Holly Berry. I can't okay. The name of it. It was bad. It was like one of it was like one of his few bad movies he did. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, this one uh, was directed by Michael Sapochnik, and he was best known for his work on Game of Thrones. If you didn't know, there you go. He, he directed the Battle of the Bastards. Um, oh yeah. One oh, of the wow. one of the better episodes of that the, was definitely. back in the good old days. Yeah. Back in the good old days, yeah, man. So that one's also been pushed as well. However, Godzilla vs. Kong will um, be released um, a little earlier than expected. This is a little different, but this is probably because of the whole HBO Max uh, simultaneous release with movie theaters. So this is Mm -hmm. also Warner Brothers movie. They just uh, dropped a new trailer. It looks pretty fantastic, guys. It does, uh, surprisingly, right? It looks really, really good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, it's it's going to be ridiculous, but I'm excited. And you get to you you get to watch it in the comfort of your own home, Nick. Aren't you exactly. excited about that? I am. You don't have to brave the theaters for this. I one. don't have to talk to people. <laughs> right. Um, Crisis, a movie starring <laughs> favorite household item, Army Hammer. <laughs> uh, he plays he an agent still... named Jake Kelly who is tracking down a drug trafficker mm. in a multi-cartel a cartel, a fentanyl smuggling operation between Canada and the US mm. Evangeline Lilly is also in it Gary Oldman Greg Kinnear, Michelle Rodriguez, Luke Evans Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's kid okay, cool. well. pretty awesome cast the film's called Crisis, trailer was just dropped if you want to check it out definitely worth checking out now, has his son been in a lot of stuff before? I wasn't even aware that his son acted. Who's? Johnny Depp. He's his daughter. Oh, his daughter. Oh, daughter. Okay. Lily, Lily Rose. Rose. Yeah, Lily Rose. She's been was in quite in, a um, few things. She did, yeah, she did yoga hosers Kevin with Smith Kevin Smith's kid. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I don't know what else. Yeah, yoga hoser. Oh, yeah, they're about her and um, Harley Quinn are, like, about the same age, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually best friends. Kevin Smith. Oh, yeah, I thought so. Kevin they're Smith's buddy. daughter, Harley Quinn. And, oh, she uh, ain't bad looking. Right now, wow. Yep. It's, it's always interesting to see, like, a celebrity's um, child. Because sometimes be they're like, now. wow. Sometimes you're like, oh, my God. Like, what? How that come from um, him? I know you're alluding <laughs> to, but I won't repeat it. Because, yeah, don't. Uh, she's, that's, that's just mean. She's, she's a really nice girl. Yeah, that's just mean. Um, we don't want to be mean. Liam Neeson still at the top of the box office um, with his uh, Marksman movie. It's a Coming border thriller. With... Oh, yeah, it was God. good. Was yeah, it? I know you saw it. Yeah. yeah. But trust he me, there's nothing of... out now, so anything that comes out that is yeah. like decent, I'm like, oh, wow. Normally, of... like, a movie like that might last like a t- couple weeks in the theater. Mm-hmm. He's had like two big hits. Four months. His movies, uh, I guess he he's, he pushes them for the, for the theater release because Honest Thief, his other film, mm-hmm. back in October, was was at the top of the box office as yeah, well. Yeah, that was good, too. He yeah. kind of lost me after Taken 3. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't been super interested in his action flicks after Taken 3. I don't know. I mean, I might give this one a try, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this one, he kind of does a Taken, so yeah. it's kind of a different yeah. twistic. Okay. <laughs> the right. Croods. Uh, uh, wow, they, they beat Wonder Woman. The Croods is the number two movie. Wonder that's Woman is, number, is the number three movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's dropping down. Um, yeah, what was your new... opinion about Wonder Woman, Allie? So I've only watched the mall scene. Your scene. Oh, you're oh, so... Oh, of course. And, and I then only... you turned it off. <laughs> the mall I want, scene I want to watch the whole... lion scene. I want to watch the whole thing, well, but it was you... I was geeking out you when I saw you... Lion you yeah. know, and then well, Gina. I mean, Why I'm... did you finish the whole thing? You know the movie's uh, going to be gone from HBO Max. It's not. It's only there for a limited time. I believe it's when is this it, week. When, oh, is it this week? Oh. Why didn't you finish it? Well, honestly, oh, um, yeah, Ali, you saw the best part of the movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to. I really want to watch yeah. the whole thing. Um, not any just, line. My husband. Uh, my husband. We've um, been watching like one Wanda, division, and then we started rewatching the Umbrella Academy. Um, oh. But we want to start oh. watch. We want to watch Wonder oh. Woman, but. Oh. Well, you made better choices. But I, was like, I no, should wait, at least watch that scene. Oh, no, no, but so you're about to say the reason why you didn't watch the whole movie? Oh, because I was, um, I just wanted to watch that scene. Um, oh, I get it. <laughs> it shows wisely. A, a little vanity on your end, I get it. I wanted to see our, I didn't think I was going to see me, but I wanted to see uh, our local actor friends. Okay, Aww. and then you were done with the movie after that? You thought it sucked after that? Is that why? No, I only I forwarded to that scene, and I watched that scene. <laughs> I understand that. Like, I didn't watch leading up why didn't to you that. Want to I, watch, why didn't you want to watch the rest? I do want to watch the rest. Oh, you do want to watch it? Okay. I do. I just was Wait, sitting I was like there. A, I was like, oh, it came out. I want to watch that scene to see how it came out. God, I was like a cop doing an interrogation. <laughs> I hi, hi, Allie, why? Why do you not want to Give us an answer! <laughs> Now, <laughs> you know, I was curious uh, for people of why they don't want to watch the whole thing. Because Nick, you told me you 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 just stop watching Hamilton like uh, four minutes in. I you said it sucked, it, man. I was I, I, so, I, longer than four minutes in, but I, I gave it a valiant effort. Right, and it just wasn't for me. I'm always curious why somebody I, wants to walk out of a movie or stop a movie. But, Sabrina wa- uh, walked out of the movie upset because. The characters in the Spider-Man movie were so different than what she was she was expecting from the comic book. So she got upset. 
she had a family um, issue going on at the same time. She just got up and left the theater. So I'm like, okay. Mm. Yeah, I, haven't, I haven't walked out of many films, but I've walked out of a few. And okay. I've fallen asleep at a few also. Like, I went to go see um, <laughs> fucking, what's that kaiju movie? Um, the sequel with John Boyega. Yeah. I fell asleep at that because I was so uninterested. Got it. But yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I don't talk shit about Hamilton because enough people have said how good it is and I believe them, but my only opinion is that it's not for me. And okay. That's, that's how I Completely leave it. Completely fair. Completely yeah, I fair. thought it was great and I didn't think I was going to like it at all. That's what everybody says. But, and I, and I'll believe it. I believe it. But. I love history and I thought the actors did a great job and how yeah. they created a rap with yeah. telling the story about this historical events. Like I thought it was really well done and, and yeah. funny. I, I might try. Myself, I might give it another chance one day. Yeah. But yeah, on a nice snowy day or whatever. Yeah. The yeah. the you know the the ducks got to be in a row, but we'll okay. see. That's fair. I make no promises. Uh, um, movies in production include the next Tomb Raider film. So we we did mention that this uh, sequel was a go with the lovely uh, Alicia Vikander. Uh, yeah, she's good in that. Yeah, Misha Green will be directing um, this second film. I hope it has a stronger script than the first one. The first script was kind of weak, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought she did a great job acting. She did, and she, and she and she got beautiful too. I love her. She got in like superhero shape to do it too. Oh yeah, yeah, she did. Like she did like the majority of her own stunts. So hot. Fucking. She got ripped. She she got ripped for that movie. She is awesome. Yeah, dude. Um, let's see the Captain Hook, um, uh, Captain Hook's loyal sidekick has been cast, Mr. Schmee, hey, Mr. Schmee, in the live action Peter Pan and Wendy, and it's Jim Gaffigan, wow. That's a good choice. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Gaffigan's a good choice, I can see that. Is this a Disney movie? Yeah. This will be a Disney right. live action movie, God, yes. Yeah. They, just, they just won't stop, will they? Nah, man, they gotta <laughs> renew their contracts and milk that cash cow. Yeah, I don't. It's not surprising, and I don't blame. Trillion dollar company, man. They're not gonna let that go. Absolutely. Everything that was animated will have a live action version. Just expect that. It's already on the list. Is that why they're doing it? Um, for um, song South. Except for yeah, yeah. Except for (laughs) that, yeah. Is that why they're doing it for for the rights though? To renew the rights? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was simply for money. I mean, I mean, money is definitely yeah, a part, part of it. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's a big part. Yeah. But yeah, they they can renew their contracts when they remake the movie. So like, Nick, what do you know about the video game Borderlands? Uh, I have put many hours into all three Borderlands movies. Those are or video you games. Know those are those are very you, fun games. You know, it's becoming a film. Oh shit. <laughs> I want to. I want to be excited. I want to be excited. <laughs> All right, so it's Kevin Hart and Kate Blanchett. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Kevin Hart and, and Kate, Kate Blanchett. Man. Yes. That's yes. a fucking. That's a strange mix. Okay. It's combo. Yeah, because Kevin Hart's right. known for comedy. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett's known for serious drama. Although she was, uh, um, Hella, right? Yeah. Um, but. Um, Kevin Hart will play Roland, the uh, skilled ex-soldier turned mercenary. Okay. Yeah, that's so the that... actual character from the game, so that's cool. Yeah. Going to make it a comedic role, and that's all right. Yeah, I am not sure who um, she'll who Kate Blanchett She'll probably play... Um, She's going to be Lilith. Lilith, yeah. Oh, you, uh, yeah, Allie's played it too. There you go. Unless you're just looking at the IMDb. Did you, did, did IMDb? You play... 
I can, I, <laughs> can you tell me pretend, I can pretend that I. Oh, that's I'm, I'm well Lilith. Lilith. So the video game you can play is four characters. There's okay, cool. the soldier who's Roland, who's Kevin Hart's playing. There's the mystical force user. That's going to be Kate Blanchett playing Lilith. Um, there's a sniper and there's a, a tank. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, big guy. so I'm sure they'll find, I'm sure it'll be the rock. That's what you see, kind of being like a Jumanji type of movie. It's, it's probably, you know, if they do it's it like right, it could fun. be Jumanji and it could it's, be just as funny. Like Jumanji. Yeah. It is. It's we'll see what happens. It. It'll we'll be just mm-hmm. like it, but we'll see what happens there. Um, interestingly enough, Elliot Page um, has left the movie called One Up and Ruby Rose is taking her place. Um, she was actually originally starred uh, to, uh, you know, she was originally the lead in this film. And um, this is the first production to come out of Lionsgate and BuzzFeed's new partnership. Oh, Jesus. To, to distribute socially relevant films with an aim towards targeting millennials and Gen Zs. Um, so okay. it's a focused on a young woman named Valerie Lee who quits her college esports team. And fed up with the gaslighting from her male counterparts, and quickly realizes her decision comes at a cost of her scholarship. Hmm. Um, so, that sounds um, horrible. That description. The esports. <laughs> so, so college esports. That's like the video game based esports, correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, so, that's like, yeah. So, um, Elliot Page was actually recently in the news that that her and her wife um, are are um, are getting divorced. Divorced. Why yep. are they? And um, this is very recent, you know, um, close to the announcement that she decided to come out as transgender. I don't know. I wonder if it's linked. Exactly, Nick. You think Mm. it's linked? I mean, who really knows? uh, At the end of the day, it's their business. But uh, it's coincidental that it's happening so close to her announcement or his announcement. Excuse me. So did they go from a lesbian couple to a straight couple then? Technically, uh, if I guess, I don't, wow. I don't really know that nomenclature very well of how yeah, how it, uh, Same, yeah. describe that with a with a trans man and a cisgendered yep. uh, gay woman. Yeah. So uh, uh, Elliot guess, Page right? and Emma Portner are still um, going to remain close friends. They still have the utmost respect for each other. Um, they made the difficult decision to divorce following their separation. Okay, so their separation occurred last summer. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So I was I wondering even... if it was something that okay. had been going on. Yeah. But that's actually news to me. I did not know that. So. Yeah, that wasn't public, I don't think. I didn't know about that either. So they, they broke up as a lesbian couple then. There you go. Mystery solved. Mystery solved, man. Yeah. We cracked um, that case. But Ruby Rose, I mean, um, she is um, gender fluid, pansexual, you know, mm-hmm. lesbian. Or, she's she's part know. of the LGBT. Yeah, LGBT community. So that is a proper substitution for. Well, this LGBT. sounds like a better a better role for her, so she can sit down and play video games, so she doesn't get hurt trying to be like a superhero. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll give Ruby Rose a little bit of credit. She was able to keep up with Keanu and John Wick too. Yeah, was, yeah, she did good in that movie. Yeah. 
Uh, but maybe, can't do it maybe for the, bat, the Batwoman cowl, she couldn't handle it. Well, I mean, she got her, she fucked up her back or something. She fucked up her back really bad. I mean, I'll tell you flat episodes. out, man. If they tried to make me Batman right now, my fucking back would hurt. Jesus. <laughs> no, I, I can't do it. I ain't in that kind of shape. I could, I could be like the penguin or somebody. Interestingly I, enough, I will play Rob, the guy on the couch. Because <laughs> Robert Rodriguez is one of the better directors of the Mandalorian episode that we love. You know that, right, Nick? Oh, yeah. uh, where Boba Fett had that great action scene. Oh. He'll, actually, he'll actually be reimagining the Spy Kids franchise of family films. This Spy like Kids just out like, like a few years ago? <laughs> they have been a few years, but they made so been. many movies. There was like Spy Kids 4. And but five. doesn't sound out of his wheelhouse? Robert so he, he made those movies for his kids. He made the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, wrote. He wrote okay, and directed right. them. Yeah, he they, did the they, original his, one. His, his, oh, his thank project. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, he he wrote them for his kids. Thank you. And see, I didn't even know that. So <laughs> he's actually going to reimagine a property that he's already done. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So yes, yeah, it's, it's in good Spy, hands. Spy Kids started two thousand one. The last okay. uh, film, two thousand eleven, which wasn't that long ago. Wow. And then okay. It's um TV show. Oh, he went to four. Two thousand eighteen. Ah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, the fourth one was 2011, the fourth movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks like the TV show um, was animated. Oh, okay. That's how he paid his bills, man. Yeah, that, uh, right. that Desperado money like, dried up. Imagining stuff like that soon after it was already made. I mean, I know they do it with Spider-Man all the time, but... Yeah. Well, Spider-Man, it was to renew contracts, was, but... Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah, ten years ago is is right. a decent amount of time for a new generation to to yeah. appreciate Spy I Kids. Ten years ago, but the generation could watch the original movies; they're not that outdated. They could be ten years ago. Oh no, you absolutely could. But once That's, again, you're gonna be freaked out by home, seeing like a homeboy's probably dry. You know, his desperado money probably dried out, so he needs a fresh <laughs> paycheck, man. Despacito. In the originals, it's because <laughs> the the fourth one was 2011, but the other ones were consecutive 2001 2002 and then 2003 so it's been more like close to 20 years if he's like doing more of the just who knows maybe the original cast will have there just give him more episodes of mandalorian oh yeah please you know what book of boba give him book of boba i'm i think he's already already attached to that i believe so he better be he better be because he made me fucking cry with that episode (laughs) about it it was all about it yeah, that. Wow, so oh, the that, Mandalorian was so good this season. Yeah, that season oh. was like a masterpiece. It uh, was so the good. best thing to happen to Star Wars since Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. And the best thing to happen yeah, in 2020. Right. Yeah. yeah. And That's what, why fans <laughs> need to create. The last, episode, the last episode of Mandalorian was the best thing to happen in 2020. Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> that made me so <laughs> happy. Not any oh, of that God. bullshit fucking <laughs> Mandalorian. Luke, Sky- Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Love we it. saw that green lightsaber. I mean, that's all. I. Was cry- I was ugly crying on that last episode. <laughs> you couldn't tell I'm a crier when it comes yeah. to like movies. I love I'll- that. It was Man. better than anything that we've seen in, in the um in any in the movie theater for the entire year. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. new trilogy, yeah. Better than anything we saw in the new trilogy. We got some so more. That's why I think it's stuff. so important for fans. Like when they want to remake something, mm-hmm. fans need to be the ones to make it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And that's just like with Cobra Kai. I mean, that's made by three yeah. fans if you respect, the original movies. If you respect the audience, you're going to get positive reviews. You're going to get positive you responses. Yep. If you there fucking, you if you belittle your, 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 your customer base, essentially your audience, you're going to get fucking Ghostbusters or fucking. Save by the Bell. 
Saved by the goddamn bell. Or Charlie's Angels. They were they were pissed because Charlie's Angels did so poorly. Now, hold on, are you talking about the Cameron Diaz one or the Kristen Stewart? Yeah, the new one. The new one. The new one. The Kristen Stewart okay, the one. Cameron Diaz one did made three hundred million dollars. That right, one did man. just fine. That's funny you mentioned Kristen. That Stewart. one was really successful. Yeah, Kristen is the next thing on my list. Is that a Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana Jesus. from her new film Spencer was just released. I think they did some. Similar work that they did to Charlie's there and to make make her look like Megan Kelly because she is a splitting image. I don't know if you're Guy. able to see a splitting image of uh of you're disappearing. Uh, your, your background your background's making it disappear. We can't see yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Well anyways, if you see it, I, I'm just blown away by the, the likeness. I'm surprised people aren't all in arms because they didn't get a British actress to play Princess Di. Yeah, it usually doesn't. That go, seems to be the new yeah. thing now. They it's don't let actors the, act if they want right. well, better. Well, they usually have all the Brits playing American roles. Yeah, they steal this, our jobs all the time. I know. Brits. This is okay now because this, yeah. this is an American playing a Brit, and um, this that if you think about it, Big Nick, that doesn't happen very often. No, I, no, it doesn't. Uh, Tyrion happen. from Game of Thrones, which he's from Westeros, but a still British accent. He was the and then American. and John Lithgow from The Crown are the only two that pop in my head. Of of an American actor playing a Brit, um, yeah. this is the third one. So she looks great. I mean, we've already seen The Crown, but this is um this is more uh, a specific timeline of Princess Di when she um it, it was uh it takes place in 1991. Oh, okay. Uh, this is when um Prince Charles and and, and the Princess of Wales marriage. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that looks really good. She um, still can't keep her fucking mouth closed, though. Jesus. <laughs> that, that poor girl will oh, forever be a goddamn that, mouth breather. That's why they call her a mouth breather. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Bless your heart, Kristen Stewart, because obviously you can't close your mouth. Wow. My goodness. Uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain and Andrew oh, Garfield. I know. I'm sorry. We'll be... <laughs> that was cruel. Uh, we'll be in a movie called The Eyes of Tammy Faye. This is a biopic about Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll be released on I September. I don't know who, who Jim and Tammy Faye Baker are. Who's that? They they were preachers, like, I think back in the 80s. Yes. That, um, was it, was it, I think, um... Oh, were they like the... Jim had an affair. What? Were they like televangelists or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Jim Baker had had an affair, and then like I think Tammy Faye Baker, she had all the makeup on her face, like a ton of makeup. I and see. Like, exactly. um, and and and, and like, she well, was on um, one of the um, guests on um, what was that um, reality show? Like the um, where they lived in the house. On yeah, VH1. Celebrity, celebrity oh. Big Brother. It wasn't yeah. Big Brother, but it was like yeah. one of those um, VH1 reality yeah. shows. Well, not only that, Chachi Jim. Jim Baker was actually indicted, convicted, and in prison on numerous counts of fraud and conspiracy. Okay. Surprise, yeah. surprise, surprise. So that will be, um, yeah, a biopic based on that as well. Interesting. Right, cool, man. Um, another biopic is a movie called Liz, um, which is the biopic about one of American America's forgotten founding mothers, Elizabeth Patterson Bonaparte. Okay. Bonaparte. Um, Bonaparte. She is the um, Napoleon's wife. Uh, gained prominence as the first wife of Napoleon Bonaparte's youngest Thanks brother. Youngest brother. Uh, okay. And revolutionized America's social scene at the time of Jefferson's pre uh, presidency. Really? Mm. So I never knew that. 
Samar Weaving is absolutely beautiful. A lot of people compare her to Margot oh, Robbie. She's gorgeous. Oh, wow. She's, That's a bold looks, statement. Well, she looks like her a little bit. I mean, the I two fact, of them could play sisters. The two I of them definitely play sisters. I almost What's her I name? Almost, Samara um, Weaving. I almost called she Samara was in Bill and Ted. The new Bill and Ted. She played the daughter of um, Ted. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, you, the you, daughter of Bill. Sorry, Hugo Bill Weaving's oh, actual daughter. Oh, she she does really resemble Margot Robbie. Wow. Yeah, the two of them look like they could be sisters. You, you didn't realize that when watching Bill and Ted 3, Chach, that she looked like Margot Robbie a little bit? Or Hugo Weaving. I mean, a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't know that was the actress. Yeah. Oh, she does. She looks like her a lot. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's they definitely could play sisters. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, Amy Adams is doing a Western, an Old West project. Um, yeah, Hugo Weaving is her father. Yep. Uncle, I believe. Uncle, is it Uncle? Yeah. Okay. Is it Uncle? Yeah, I think it's I, Yeah, you're right. Right. It is oh, Uncle. Okay. Yeah. They look really alike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Amy Adams, uh, a Western project called Outlawed. It's okay. based on a no- novel. Um, okay. Yeah. And that's her next next project with A24. Um, look out for that one. And uh, big news on the, the Cannes Film Festival. As you know, they, they're trying not to do a virtual awards like Sundance is doing this month. Um, Cannes has actually pushed their awards to July, and it's in France. So they might be under different COVID guidelines, but they're hoping to have an in-person um, film festival mid-July. So cool. that's really that's, it's kind of hedging your bets a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I hope I hope that happens because as long as everybody gets vaccinated, um, you, you know, we can we can make these big events happen again, guys. So Did any of you guys get vaccinated yet? Not yet. I wish I was so lucky. I wish I was so lucky. Yeah, I don't think it's offered yet, is it? I don't. I don't think so. Right. I mean, my like I know like my dad just got vaccinated. Okay, good. So trying to get my parents. It's, so it's soon. it's it's happening. I just don't know when and where it's going to be our turn. And did he need yeah. to have two vaccinations? Two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had to get two. And he got on both and it was fine. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He seems cool. fine. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. I know quite a few people who've gotten. Um, the vaccines have gotten either one or two and are yep. doing good. That's good. Good. Awesome. Good yeah. news to hear. You can't guys. wait for things to go back open to go back up. To and... Oh my God. I'm going crazy. But I miss working. And... But Nick, you said it was not a big departure from your actual. No, I'm a fucking shut in, dude. I stay home anyway. <laughs> right. So, so my, life, big difference. my life really hasn't changed that much. Right. <laughs> I just I don't get to go to movie theaters and, and restaurants anymore, and that's the that's, part that bugs me. I want to be able to eat Italian food at a restaurant. Yum. Yeah. I know, right? Yes. Yeah, Sabatinos. There you go. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Disney Plus. Uh, Ali, I know you're looking forward to this movie. Uh, is it Raya or Raya? The Last Dragon. It's Raya. Um, Raya. Is it Raya? Raya. Okay. I just Raya, watched the trailer today, and it looks yes. amazing. Yeah. I'm so trailer. excited. Trailer just dropped. First, yep. East, first Southeast Asian and, uh, princess. I'm so excited. Yep, Kelly Marie Tran, who was Rose Tico in Star Wars. Yep. Uh, the poor girl can't catch the break. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love but her. Did, did you hear about I, everybody bitching about casting for this movie? For this movie? No. For this movie. Hold on. I didn't hear about Vietnamese this one. Vietnamese is Southeast Asian. No, so oh. they're complaining that, that 
what's her name is East Asian, not Southeast Asian. Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about Aquafina? She's the dragon. As long like right, the main character Kelly Marie Tran, she's Vietnamese. Yeah. Which is Southeast Asian. Mm. Yeah. No. If you, if you go on, uh, I saw the article on Yahoo News, and there were lots of tweets talking a lot of shit to. Poor Kelly Marie Tran. Leave her alone. But she's, that girl can't but she's catch Southeast Asian. So she's exactly yeah. like it's it's based on like um I just Vietnamese the like Vietnam, Cambodia, yeah. Philippines, um, well, how but many... all the Southeast Asian countries, and Vietnam is one of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, how many how many um <laughs> how many like um actors from California play people from the South? Plenty. You no, know, and like you know, have a, a fake southern accent and stuff. It, and like, it, well, like I think it, it, stuff, it's like. more about representation than it is about any of that. You know, they want. I, I mean, she sounds. But she's like fully rep, like representation. Okay. Yeah. It'd be so different what, if she was. What, from what country? Kelly Marie Tran is Vietnamese. Is she? Um, she could be at any of the. But any what, of the Southeast you know Asian countries, Tran which includes. Um. So it's a Hold fictional. On, Two seconds. I'm gonna look. Um, Okay. fictional world but it's based on it's a fictional world so if it's a fictional um, world why the fuck are people complaining that's because they, like they don't realize that's they why. don't know vietnam is in southeast asia yeah. oh for crying out loud dude. well is this movie, I'm, I'm animated then yeah yes um, like i would film. get it like i would be so upset if they if you like, go to yahoo.com right now the, the the first article that i brought up was disney's ray and the dragon sparks mixed reaction on asian representation Mm. Oh, and somehow had a feeling that Ray Lester was going to be channel more East Asian oh. vibe than Southeast Asian. Yeah. Um, so the production team actually um, toured Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Vietnam, and Indonesia to get an idea of designing um, Kuman- Kumandra and its culture. Um, so it's like a basically a mixture of different Southeast Asian countries. So where's the, um, including where's the Philippines? So why is yeah. he, where's why is there heat? Uh, why are because, people complaining? Because the internet. I don't yeah, fucking know. Because 2021. I brought it up. <laughs> because people are fucking pussies. I'm sorry. But, but it's a yeah. it's an animated movie. Yeah. It's an animated yeah. movie. Because it's just her voice, anyways. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so they're I mad love, because like I think. Kelly Marie the voice Tran of the actress the isn't role. from the area they want her to be from. Pretty much. Jesus, man. Oh, man. Even though it's the same. Exactly. What was the same thing they were bitching about? Um, what's her face? Wonder Woman. Um, Gal got Gal got Gal Gadot. And and that she was um, going to play Cleopatra. And yeah. um, even and, though Cleopatra was not African. Right. Right. And which they didn't know. So you got people. Yeah. Bitching about stuff—they're wrong. Egyptian. <laughs> or bitching about Persian, shit that they don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what it well, is. Well, no, like, she was Israeli. She was yeah. Greek. Yeah. Uh, Cleopatra was part. Cleopatra was Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So if anything, the Greeks should be pissed they that be. fucking Cleopatra is not being played by a Greek woman. Right. But who's bitching about that? Nobody. That's the same level of yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Unfucking believable. Unfucking believable. Well, oh, well, don't, don't go see it then. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I still want to see this. I'm right. so excited for Ray. Nick, are you excited about the Rogue One prequel series centered on Diego Luna's Cash and Andor, and of course, yeah. Rogue One, one of the stronger newer films. It was one of the stronger newer films. Um, right. So I liked his character. You know, the movie. My only beef with the movie was that 
the, I, I can't remember any of the names of the characters. You know, if well, Caster wasn't getting his own show, I wouldn't remember his name either. Well, Alan Tudyk is going to yeah. reprise his role as K2SO. Yeah. Um, however, he did say that he is not in the first season. Interestingly enough, he's going to be in the second season. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that yeah. is that actor actually from long ago in a galaxy far, far away? Exactly. Alan, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk? He's not. Well, he's he's making a reference to the whole people getting pissed off about Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, he's not <laughs> actually from long ago in a galaxy not, far away. He's not from a galaxy far, far away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and neither is Elizabeth Olsen really a mutant witch, and Vision, Paul Bettany, is not actually a sentient Robot. android. Burn them. Burn what, them. what did you think of WandaVision episode three, guys? I love it so much. I'm not caught up on episode three. I've seen the first two. Okay, I have that's, that's totally fair. Oh, God. Well, without, without, without spoiling too much. Can, but uh, Don't they, worry they, about spoiling it. It's fine. I'm going to watch it tonight anyway. It's not a big deal. Well, we okay. Thank you. It's cool. It's cool. I'm okay. Um, I give you permission. (laughs) (laughs) This is a 70s episode now. So they did the 50s in episode one, 60s episode two, and now the 70s in episode three. So I had the house kind of resembled um, Brady Bunch's Brady Bunch's house. Yes, exactly. And we saw the birth of the twins. That was the big reveal, big yeah. makeup. Mm-hmm, okay. And the stay true to the comic books that uh, the general was alluding to last week. Uh, the twin boys, Tommy and Billy, which is interesting because Vision wanted the boys' name to be Billy, and Wanda wanted the son's name to be Tommy, and they got both. Because they had twins, they could name <laughs> Billy and Tommy. Uh, so we we're still you know trying to get more answers exactly where um, this world is in Westview that WandaVision I, I and Vision are stuck in. Mm-hmm. I definitely think Wanda's the one controlling. You think she's controlling? Ever. Okay. I, I think, think so, so too. Just from the second especially, episode, it seems especially the way like with the when guy. things start. What's that? With the bee, um, that bee guy, that guy that had all the bees around him. Yeah. Manhole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she that... was like, no. She's yeah. like, no, you're not. And yeah. then she rewinded things and like. Yeah. I think she, she I, has. I, with you, I think she has some control. control. She obviously can't escape, mm-hmm. unless she's intentionally. Keeping she, her. I think she pretends not. Like once it starts to become clear, like she starts to come to her senses, she's like, no, like. I wonder if it's all a thing to keep Vision alive. I think she That's, had a breakdown yeah. probably after Vision maybe. died and maybe. created this, oh, maybe. this universe and this world. I definitely think she's the one in control and they're trying to get really, through to her. She and she like kicked out Monica. Yep, now, Monica Rambeau, uh, who plays a different character, Geraldine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's her alter ego well, it, on yeah. this Westview world. And then uh, at the end of the episode, she's kicked out and she is oh. in the modern world. Which I believe is right outside because you see those like big tents. Oh, interesting. And I, I have a okay. feeling they're trapped in those big like those those buildings. Almost that look like see. a move like. They almost look like tents, Ooh. but they're like like. That's a nice. Uh, I don't know. Deal. See, I thought somebody had yeah. uh, Wanda captured and was trying to like do like a major experiment on her or something. That's see, that's what I thought thing, too. Oh. First. Stuck. Yeah. Oh, see now I gotta watch. I the think she, I think they're trying to get through to her. Hmm. 
Well, yeah, Ger- Geraldine has a big role in it. I mean, or Monica Rambeau, that is. Oh, we're going to um, see. Now, is she, is, is she pl- actually Monica Rambeau on the show? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. yes. That she is the young girl we met in Captain Marvel. Yep. That's cool. I'm happy and, they gave her more to do. That's cool. Yeah. Sometime uh, in the two and a half decades between the movie and the present, mm-hmm. Geraldine slash Monica wound up involved with Sword. Sword is the organization with the guy with the bees and all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Sword and is a basically an outer space version of Shield. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Basically, what they are. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, the first episode, I wasn't really good, too into it, but I started to get into it, especially when you start seeing this weird stuff happen. Like, like, like who's the guy that was like, um. I guess trimming the bushes, and he went down and through like the um through the cement, right, or through cement, the wall. Yeah, actually. yeah, their neighbor. I, yeah, I love the creepy I mean, vibes. Right. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah, creepy. I'm when waiting Monica for the asks, shoe to drop, though. I'm ready. I'm ready for the big reveal. Yeah, and Agnes, the, the the character of Agnes is definitely somebody as well. Um, rumored that she could be Agatha Harkness, who is one of Wanda's notable mentors. Oh. Yeah, that's that's kind of general trivia. And yeah, yeah, this is right here. Yeah. And Agnes could be the one controlling Wanda's reality. Mm, interesting. So okay. that could be the person that's controlling other things as well. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there's just so much. Oh wow, so much uh, awesome things happening, um, and just weird things, but awesome at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the next episode, we're Different. gonna see. Darcy, um, Darcy from Thor, and yep. then we're gonna see Jimmy Woo from Ant Man oh, in the next episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they come next. Um, I read a, that'll be in the eighties. Probably. Yeah, that's yes. I read an article. That's the thing. They don't show previews of the upcoming. Yeah. There's that on Disney Plus, like The Mandalorian. They never show previews. So our guess is it is an eighties episode, but I'm they hoping. didn't confirm. <laughs> Paul Bettany was on a podcast, and he said that a big shoe is gonna drop. So. Oh. I, I'm curious. I have a feeling, Doctor. I have a feeling that Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be. Well, that's the thing. They I think we're going to see oh, yeah. him. It's a direct connection to the to yes, the Doctor she's... Strange sequel. Mm-hmm. I think they did. She's starring that. alongside him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they confirmed mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbatch will be either in WandaVision or that Wand or that Wanda will be. I know. In well, she Wanda's definitely going to be. Olsen is in the okay. sequel. Yeah, that, yes. she'll definitely okay. be there. But they okay. haven't confirmed. There's rumors that they'll so, be in WandaVision. We shouldn't be shocked if we see a Benedict Cumberbatch cameo. That'd be a dope. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I'd be all about yeah, that. Man. I mean, this is really just putting DC to shame. The way just Marvel just ties everything together, yeah, no matter what. Stick with animated movies. Marvel. And keep them... <laughs> 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 well, There's Harley one... Quinn is awesome. Animated Harley Quinn. Oh, I fucking love that show. The Harley so Quinn good. show was fantastic. That. So that's the thing. good. DC's animated game is up here, man. They they have they've got the animated stuff locked in. Their movies, fucking. Well, for the most part, I mean, not all of them. Not all of them. They have some good ones in there, of course. I'm not gonna dog I them mean, all. I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman. If, if um, I'm comparing the two franchises together of Marvel and DC, obviously Marvel. Yeah. And they they definitely enjoy Wonder Woman, but. The first Wonder Woman, though. I will watch the second one. I think I think it's uh, only on HBO Max through last weekend, I believe. We'll have to confirm that. But oh, okay. Oh, no. yeah. We'll watch so, it next month then. I, but it will come back eventually. But they're just—it's just their way yeah. of uh, spacing it gotcha. out. Gotcha. Um, oh, with um. Right, moving on to Wanda Netflix. Vision. 
I think there's going to be a mm-hmm. Full House episode. Oh, the, yeah. I heard oh, that. Oh, really? She, okay. If they mm-hmm. have that without a cameo from her sister. They're definitely not going to have a no, cameo. No, no. They're not going to be in there's there. There's no way. They don't um, have don't, they're, the they're I think they do like a, a clever do nod. Yeah. yeah. They do a nod to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a what, nod. Would you say the Olsen twins, you said? Yeah, um, it's a, it's a nod to the Olsen twins, but they're not going to yeah. cameo. No. Um, I'd love to see the sisters all work together. That would be cool to see. That'd be cool. Yeah. It would be cool, but yeah, they're the prettiest. She's the prettiest. She's the prettiest of the three of them now. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, John Boyega and, and Robert De Niro. Interesting uh, combo there, starring together on Netflix in a crime thriller called The Formula, and this is uh, the director of the first Purge and Burning Sands. Yeah. Um, so that's it's a very nice interesting. See, it's nice to see Boyega branching out and doing non-Star Wars stuff, <laughs> or, 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 or should I say big, sci-fi. big, big franchise stuff? Yeah, because he did yeah. the um, that other big. Um, uh, I don't remember the name oh, of God, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. That's yeah, what it is. So. Good. Maybe yeah. he'll stop. Maybe he'll stop bitching. <laughs> I love John Boyega. I think they yeah. fucked him over. Well, they fucked very so many people from the um. From the new trilogy. Yeah. He's a very Mark Hamill in the new trilogy. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. But they fixed uh, that. They just fucked it all. <laughs> and the Lord fixed it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Bridgerton, um, renewed for season two. Apparently, they're, they're, they're getting amazing uh, ratings. So. Yeah, my wife uh, really liked it. Yeah, yeah, how about you? Did you try? Did I, you didn't, I didn't watch it. Watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you, so sometimes you do watch different shows. I thought you always watch stuff together. Because you always used to say, Nick, I gotta wait for the wife to come home. But now yeah. you, you told me about a show that she watches that you actually don't watch. Well, that's she surprising. gets to work from home. I go to the office, and that's when she watches it. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ginny and Georgia is a coming of age mother and daughter um, series, which apparently is like the Gilmore Girls with bigger boobs. Well, that's what the actress said in the trailer. <laughs> Oh, wait, what is this? You have, my, you have my attention. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, what? And Georgia. Jenny and George, that's a new series. Okay. It's about a mom that had um, basically a teenage daughter. So the mom is still fairly young, and right. the daughter's a teenager. So it's about their their life together, where the mom still really hasn't grown up yet. So, um, yeah. Phil um, Lord and Christopher Miller, you know, they did an awesome job with uh, Into the like Spider-Verse. Yeah, like a movie. Like a movie. Maybe not the best job with Solo, but nonetheless, because that that got moved to Ron Howard, as you know. But they have a project on Netflix called The Mitchells versus The Machines. It's an animated family film. Cool. Which will be on Netflix, guys. So look out for that. It's about an everyday family struggle to relate to each other while technology rises up around the world. Cool. A fun little uh, animated film. Yeah, man. By the minds of uh, the Lego movie and, of course, Into the Spider-Verse. Sure. Uh, the Witcher is getting a prequel series called Blood Origin and cast Jodie Turner-Smith as the lead role. Aren't they also, I mean, don't they also have the sequel coming out still? Or, the, or season and two, I mean? They still have season two uh, okay. dropping soon as well. Cool, cool, cool. Um, no premiere date has been set for season two or Blood Origin just yet. But it is coming out soon. Um, Netflix uh, is offering two anime series uh, drawing into the world of the MonsterVerse, as well as uh, the Tomb Raider video games. That's because um, 
the the Tom Cruise monster verse didn't really work out. <laughs> right, so they're gonna do the anime version of it. <laughs> uh, Skull Island is one of them. Yep. So uh, and then they're gonna do a Tomb Raider um, a- anime series. In That'll the... be that could be good. Yep. Also on HBO Max, incidentally enough, an animated Game of Thrones series uh, has yeah. been. Uh, Talked about in early development stages, guys. All right. No details on the potential series or the writers. Uh, uh, people like to write off animated. I I have grown to love animated, especially adult animated, because it allows yes it allows for things that you can't necessarily do live action or even CGI. It, it just gives you more flexibility to really make the movie you want, and you can yep. have people do some crazy shit. Rick and Morty and Har- Harley Quinn are two of the adults. Perfect, perfect I example. I love perfect Rick examples, and Morty. Right? Perfect examples. Ali, you'd love, uh, love the Rick. Harley Quinn uh, animated series. Oh, it's yeah, it's the really Harley Quinn. I'll watch that. It's written perfectly. Kayla Quinn. Really? It's what Star. Birds of Prey should have been. It's fantastic. How many check episodes it out. is it? Two um, seasons. Two, two seasons. seasons, like 12, 13 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's on. Well, um, I bought it on Amazon. But, right. But it is on HBO Max. Yeah, it's on HBO Max now. That's right. Oh, cool. I will That's definitely check that out. It dropped a lot of F-bombs. So. Not yeah, many animated shows. An adult. Not uh, many animated shows I know dropped that many F-bombs. So. Oh, they, and that's the thing. Like, just, if Birds of Prey was Smurfs. like that, I would have liked Birds of Prey. What's that, Chuch? Just Smurfs. The Smurfs drops yeah. F-bombs? Well, I've I mean, they said, Smur- they, they said Smurfs. Smurfing. But, but they meant uh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is that what it is? They're like, hey, you want to go Smurf? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny if you like think about the word fuck, like <laughs> that it can't be. Well, you know that we talked <laughs> about on like, the show. It's they just have this so origin. funny. You would love the show, Ali. It's the origin of swear words on Netflix, hosted by Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yeah. They probably have an entire episode dedicated to the word fuck. Oh, they, they do. Probably- yeah, so um, you've already it's seen so it. It's so funny if you like really think about it. Well, nothing's funnier than than hearing like... Allie say "fuck" though. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And she's so I'm sweet and innocent. I know. <laughs> it's been my whole life, like growing up. Everyone's like, "Allie, can you say fuck? Say this word," <laughs> and then they giggle. Right. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I started watching the first episode, but I didn't get okay. too far into it. Okay, cool. How it was, was it? Definitely, it was definitely weird. Like okay. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage is really playing it up to make it really weird. Well, which he normally does. Well, Nick Cage is 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 running that uh, that B movie money right now, so right. take yeah. what he can get. Yeah. Oh my God, he's the king of B movies right now. Yeah, he is. Um, also, Game of Thrones news. They're actually talking about another spinoff. This is a live action spinoff. Milk that uh, called The Tales of Duncan Egg, which is set 90 years before Song of Ice and Fire. So it's not like 200 years, which is yeah. the House yeah, of the right. Dragon. Yeah, well, um, why don't you slow down a little bit? Why don't you do one series and make sure it's good? And then <laughs> yeah. another series. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I agree. I think they're, they're waiting to see how this one fares. Um, they, they can probably do alternate seasons, you know, like. Not air them at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Make a season with an ending that doesn't suck, and then oh I'll, my god! Right. But I would. More they should not do more than two. If they go up to two, okay. Mm-hmm. But don't do more than two. Yeah. Time. They really just made me not excited about anything they do now from that last season. It's amazing because I loved everything to death up until then. Yeah. And they just I really agree. disappointed me. I mean, it was the same thing with like Lost. 
like Lost, like their finals, um, really the final episode of Lost, but the final season yeah. just really yep. like made me not care about the whole franchise ever again. Yeah, that happens. That's how I feel about you, How I Met Your Mother. You know, yeah. like the final season or the well, final episode. What do you episode? think about this? Um, that was now? awful. Uh, I hated the last episode of How I Met Your Mother. The last episode can kill can kill a whole franchise. Yeah, because it made me not want to like watch any of it. And that's oh. why I love like Breaking Back. It went out on top. It ended on the high note. Yep. And Better Call Saul. I think it's going to yeah, do the same I, thing. How I Met Your Mother just wasn't it wasn't impactful enough. You're right. Mm-mm. Well, yeah. they knew, like, they had recorded the ending, they knew their ending, but mm-hmm. it's like, if you knew, like, if you were going to have that ending, then you need to make these characters, like, the way they develop them, it's like, why are you going to, I hated, like, by the end, Robin and Ted were horrible for each other, so it's like, if you knew that was the direction you were going to go, why did you have the characters develop in the Good way that point. they did? Yeah. Exactly. Because it well, could have uh, worked had they... This is, this is something that you'll probably be excited about. The Harry Potter... TV series in development <laughs> on HBO Max. Yeah, but so, I'm already calling to be banned. So, so basically, what? So, yeah, because of anti-LGBT. No, oh, Lord. Oh, it is really. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. So, is... but here's the thing: uh, it's they're gonna weigh the cancel culture versus how much money they're gonna make, and right. we all know how successful Harry Potter is, so they're still gonna make it. Yeah, well, I it's still love Harry Potter. HBO Max and Warner Brothers, apparently a spokesperson uh, said there are no Harry Potter series in development at the studio or on the streaming platform. All right. But then it's been confirmed by other outlets. So this is where yeah. I guess someone needs to really confirm whether this is happening or not. I mean, Variety. I read this on I read this on Yahoo News about this yeah. about this new show. So I Yeah, but then the, another news article said that they spoke with somebody from HBO Max and Warner Brothers. I don't know if it's a swerve that it's not happening yet, um, but it's in early development. So um, I, yeah. Nothing to we'll get too happens. excited about. No casting or any of that stuff yet. So, yeah. um, Jamie Dornan cast on an HBO Max series, an upcoming limited um, series called The Tourist. It's only a six-episode series. It's going to shoot in Australia. Um, so, um, if you're a fan of, uh, Jimmy Dornan, check that out on HBO. When Curb Your Enthusiasm premieres, um, it will be without longtime series staple, Richard Lewis Richard is looking, you mentioned it. He's looking closer and closer to like his grade because it just doesn't look well. Right. I mean, he looked that way for the last 10 years though, honestly. I mean, how old is he? He's, he's 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 not that old. David, I think they're in their mid seventies. Like. Yeah, is that mid seventies, Chachi? Well, anyways, uh, um, he's not going to join because he's had a back surgery and 70, two shoulders. Seventy three. Okay. Um, he's injured his back. He has two shoulder 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 surgeries, and he said he'll be watching, but he will not be in season eleven. Yeah. You know what? At that age, with all that shit, I wouldn't fucking do it either. No. He's like, listen, I'm tired. I, I'm going to stay in bed. <laughs> You fuckers He's the same it. age as Larry David, and Larry's still. I think Larry's even older than uh, mm. Richard Lewis, and he's still. Uh, he's still doing his thing, man. Oh, his so. daughter's gonna like... be in the newest season of um, The Umbrella Academy. Larry the David's daughter. daughter. Larry David's daughter is gonna mm-hmm. be in Umbrella Academy. She's gonna be oh, one of the. Cool. Have you finished season two? No, yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm. Right I'm, 
Thick in and Chachi are probably done, but I I started season two not too long ago. Check. You, can, you, can, you need you to can finish check. it. You can mention it. You can mention it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Are you okay uh, if I? And yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um. So at the end, they uh, it's like an alternate. Um. Reality. Reality. I'm guessing because they like told their dad, he's like, I'm not gonna end up with these fucking crazies. Um. And so it's the Sparrow Academy that they come back to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And his Larry David's daughter is one of the um, Sparrow Academy kids. Oh, oh, well, that's, oh. Cool. that's mm-hmm. cool. That Larry David's daughter is surprisingly hot. She's very pretty. What's like her name? You, wow. Look it up. Um, just type in Larry David's daughter. It comes what, up. What's her? What's her? What's her full um, name? Cassie. Cassie David. C A Z I E. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, Let's she's like really out. hot. I don't know, like. Her mom was her mom must be like the most beautiful woman that ever lived. <laughs> oh, yeah. Larry David. <laughs> yeah, she's cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah she apparently is. she's dating being... Pete Davidson now. Or no, they oh, split. Just... Pete Davidson gets all the hot. Yeah, girls, How does Pete Davidson I don't understand? Because he's got a huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> I think he sold his soul to the devil. I but... mean, Ariana Grande, Kate fucking Back in Sale. Yeah, Kate Back in Sale. It's like, girl, oh. like he like Yeah. Yeah, no, this dude's got a fucking baby arm. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yeah, but we don't know. Oh, None God. of us know how he does it. Uh, I mean, he lives in his mom's get... basement. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously all that money is going right. somewhere. Wait, he right, literally right. lives with his, in his mom's basement? He lives in his mom's basement and all of his money goes to weed. So clearly the kid's going to have a huge dick for... <laughs> Yeah, how do you bring a girl back to your mom's basement? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Over, yeah. over on Amazon Prime, um, the much-anticipated Invincible animated series by, by Robert Kirkman, the creator of The Walking Dead, uh-huh. uh, will be um, will be uh, released on March 26th with the first three episodes, and then new episodes will roll out weekly. Huge, huge voiceover cast for this, guys. I mean... A lot of Walking Dead names: Lauren Cohen, Chad Coleman, Michael Cudlitz, Lenny James, Ross Marquand. I mean, it's pretty much a Walking Dead cast <laughs> doing voiceover work for this other universe. But then you got like Zazie Beats and uh, and uh, Zachary Quinto, uh, Walton Goggins. Oh, good to see Zach Quinto doing stuff. Yeah, and Sarah O. Oh, uh, Sandra, sorry, Sandra. Sandra O. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Crazy so. Anatomy. That's cool. And we just talked about Tell Me Your Secrets last week with our special guest, uh, the lovely and talented Hannah Keppel. Uh, she's going to be uh, on that upcoming show on Amazon Prime, and a trailer just dropped that stars Lily Rabe and Amy Brenneman. Um, looks like a really, really heavy, high, highly dramatic uh, thriller of a series. Um, where Lily Rabe... Um, uh, so Emma uh, is a woman trying to run and hide and marry the woman who was convinced that Emma killed her daughters. So um, mm. it's a little bit of a, I guess, uh, I don't know, accusations, accusational drama. <laughs> uh, um, over on Apple TV, your favorite Brie Larson, I know she's your favorite Chachi, is set to star in Apple TV drama Lessons in Chemistry, which should be given uh Straight to series order. It's uh, set in the early 1960s. Who uh, Larson plays uh, a scientist um, who apparently is 
I guess because in the 60s, women in science weren't as accepted, I guess. Um, and they weren't really professional science, scientists um, back then. I mean, they um, they were, but they just weren't getting any of the credit. Yes. <laughs> and Elizabeth finds herself pregnant and then fired from her lab because she was pregnant. And, yeah, uh, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Do you, see, um, do you see Apple bowing out of the streaming wars? Do I see them doing that? I don't yeah. know, man. They got they, they have got a lot the money, of money to do it. But they why can't they why can't they find like a a, a killer show like like that you know like well you know, like the morning show. Well, let me tell you, as a former Apple employee, um, they are probably following a certain social contract. If you catch my drift. So they're they're only going to produce things that fit a certain criteria. And what criteria certain, is that? To a certain group of people. Can you tell me that? Can you ex, um, expand on that? I mean, basically, they're they're only going to put stuff out that's very left leaning. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's just how Apple operates. Is oh. is Servant on Apple? Or that's no, that's an or is that Amazon? I think that's Amazon. Servant, check out episode ten. Season yeah, one. Yeah, because I mean, because I love Servant. Like, and, like, we, you know, and we saw an owl's right there on the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for watching my episode. But I mean, look, <laughs> Amazon that has these hit shows. I mean, like even even Peacock starting to step up, and just like Apple, I don't know what they were trying to trying to do. Like I. At least they're not. What was the one streaming service that just like? Well, Quibi. Quibi. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shut her down. So. It's because people didn't want to watch eight-minute TV shows on their phones. On their and phones. That's what shows they're coming out with looks yeah. so stupid. Yeah. Should we move on to Peacock? Because uh, this big news on Peacock. Big so news. Message me yeah, earlier about yeah. this. Yeah. That WWE Network will be moving to Peacock in March. That was really surprising. So they got a lot of money. And it's a hell of a deal. And it's a really a, a, a good news for network subscribers because. Peacock is only four ninety nine a month. It's not bad. And, and WWE it, Network it's is three ninety nine. You have um, Comcast, right? And it's yep. free. You have I, Comcast. I, I, yep, so I got it free. It's really a win win if you think about it. Um, for those you know that either have Peacock only or WWE Network only, because Can you imagine like back in the day, if you all you had to do was have Comcast and you got every WWE pay per view for free. Yeah, that would have been amazing back when you were a kid. The, the, yeah, the 15-year-old with me would <laughs> yeah. be ecstatic. Instead uh, paying um, $50 or going to Bedonia Station. Right, that or <laughs> going to someone that hosted it and then right. asking everybody to pitch it five bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember those days, yeah. I remember going to, I won't mention his name, his, his uh, I don't know, he used to host the pay-per-views. And, I mean, you know, back then we didn't have many options to watch pay-per-views. Right. He would st- I mean, you know, they're an established middle class family. They're still asking these kids to pitch in five dollars a head oh. to watch in the in their in their well, home. It was, like, it was like what, fifty bucks back then? It was fifty bucks back then, but yeah, we're young kid you know, we're kids, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but their father the this this friend's father is like, Okay, pay up kids. Five dollars, <laughs> five dollars. So I mean so if it was like five of us or four of us you know, they're still taking the bulk of it, but the fact that they asked for five dollars from each of us kids was, mm. you know, I, well, you, I was gonna drop a stereotype, but I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> <but> that, <laughs> Jesus, 
Well, uh, I hope. Let's just say that. Just, just mow some more lawns. I, I won't though. say it. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah, mow, mow some more lawns. Okay. <laughs> mow some more lawns. Yeah, you'll be fine. Well, I'm excited them. about this, Chachi, because you mentioned that you don't like wrestling today. Right. But if you watch this WWE Network, there, there's so much content from like the 80s and 90s, yeah. um, the Attitude Era, WCW versus WWE, you know, all that mess will be on I there. Do, too. I do enjoy the women's wrestling, um, the current product. Oh, there's some of the hottest. The, uh, well, not only hottest, but some of the best workers. I mean, and they there's some of the best workers. They outwork and, a lot of guys now. Like it's it's, and, it's great to finally see them be being able to work. And Big Nick, you might have to watch because one of the Mandalorians is Sasha Banks. So yeah, <laughs> that might be worth putting the WWE programming for. But uh, I'm excited. I think that's a good move. I mean, that'll like definitely get dollar deal. Yeah, having it on having it on Peacock will definitely get me to watch it because I have Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, they had they already had like a million like over a million subscribers for WWE Network, which I you know yeah. was really good. So it, it's not like they were dying or anything. So this had to this had to be offered big money to do this. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so this is going to be right before WrestleMania. So WrestleMania is going to is going to happen in April, and this Sunday is the Royal Rumble. So that's the road to WrestleMania it officially yeah. starts, and I'm sure they're going to start the campaign to advertise uh the royal rumble which royal rumble again one of my favorite pay-per-views because you know they always bring back a surprise um legend do they still know yeah sometimes they do okay well one one was actually announced already uh cha-cha edge edge will be in the royal rumble and as you know he came back from injury yeah he's gonna be in the rumble as you know he came back from injury and wrestled randy orton in wrestlemania as you know um and he got injured again and then he came, but now he's coming back in the Royal Rumble. So that should be really exciting. And your boy Goldberg is challenging Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Goldberg, man. How old is Goldberg now? Goldberg is in his mid-50s. Goldberg wasn't good 20 years ago. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, he had, yeah. a great, he, had a, he, had a, he had a top-notch gimmick that he was yeah. given by the grace of God for him. <laughs> that he got over with that. But he never was yeah. a good worker. Yeah. He was kind of like he's kind of like the Ultimate Warrior, where he just played like real intense and yeah. and just got put in squash matches matches. But Warrior could work better than him, honestly. But and the Universal Title match, Roman Reigns will be defending against Kevin Owens in a Last Man Standing match. And then you have the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, I think this is only the third Women's Royal Rumble, which is on the same card. And it's rumored that Ronda Rousey could be returning to. Um, oh, see, that could be the big return. There you go. Yeah, and I think it kind of coincides with. You know, the Peacock move, because more people are going to be able to tune into WWE now, so they're going to have to get more mainstream. That's the exact same reason that I think they wanted not Sasha Banks to be a Mandalorian. Again, get that mainstream appeal to yeah. WWE programming. So I, that, that's that a smart move. WWE well, is, Vince uh, is always smart with that. I mean, I mean that was back in like, yes. the rock and wrestling stuff. He used to do that always, same kind of always thing. Always got to integrate mainstream. And, and you know, Vince had a long history with um, NBC, so this is a smart move for oh, him. Yeah. Exactly. Back to the Saturday Night's Man event was on NBC. Absolutely. Yep. So I'm excited about that. It's gonna be a good, uh, a good. Um, now, is Raw thing. is Raw on um, WWE Network or is it like a month later? So, so no, no, Raw will remain on USA Network. The USA Network is still under that NBC Universal umbrella. Now the exception to that rule is SmackDown on Fox. Okay. Uh, Fox paid out major money to have SmackDown. So pretty much everything is under NBC Universal except for SmackDown. SmackDown. Okay. Um, so this is kind of exciting if you're a fan of uh, Seth MacFarlane's work, and I am. 
because I was a Family Guy uh, fan for a while. He's teaming up with This Is Us writer Alan Mastey to uh, adapt a best-selling novel called All Our Wrongs Today for the Peacock Network. Um, all of all our wrongs today. All our wrongs today, and that's, it's a time traveling. That's a horrible title, right? Yeah, that sounds uh, not very fun to watch. <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be kind of well, preachy. Well, it's a time travel. Say that it's hard to even say. All all, all our. Wrongs. Oh, I think it's about technology. It's a, it's a time traveling love story that explores alternate <laughs> versions of ourselves in dramatically surprising and unexpected ways. Okay. Interesting. And this is hmm. animated. Um, no, I think this will be live action. Yeah, because yeah, you're is right. It's based a... on a book. Um, yes, it is based on a book. Yes, um, a best-selling novel. <laughs> so that's done pretty well. Uh, let's see. On NBC, there's an upcoming Law and Order spinoff called Organized Crime. Mm-hmm. Dylan McDermott has been announced to lead that. Because that guy needs more money. <laughs> of Who's course, that? Dylan McDermott uh, was in the first season of American Horror Story and been a lot of stuff. He's had quite the resume. Yeah, a lot of TV. Yep. Demi Lovato is going to be on an NBC show called oh. Hungry, which ironically is all about an eating disorder. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's called Hungry. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, and The Blacklist uh, renewed for a ninth season on NBC. Wow. So it's getting a lot of... Getting a lot of um, seasons on of that show. Nine seasons. Yeah, I'm always amazed when the show gets to be like that many seasons. I've never seen a single episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was like yeah. Over on AMC, they just dropped the trailer for the tenth season of The Walking Dead's six episodes. Six oh, really? Episodes. Oh, I didn't see that. Yep. Uh, the trailer just dropped. Um, and, of course, February 8th it premieres, but with AMC+. Plus. Of course, now that I have AMC Plus, I'm going to have to keep it. I was kind of canceling it, but now next month we're going to get early episodes of The Walking Dead on that Friday. We so. still need to catch up. A you still need to catch there. up, Allie Dad. I got just so angry. It made yes, me so do. mad. Yes, you <laughs> like, why are you going to kill Carl? Like, he's I know, essential. I know. I know, I know. Well, my sister stopped when they <laughs> killed um, Glenn and uh, Abraham, so. All right. I, I made it through that season after Glenn and Abraham, and then Walking Dead so. just loves to kill like characters of people like. It's started getting like too like sh- um, shock factor with um. You know what? Say. This past season there wasn't a major death. You, really? You I heard the last couple of seasons when they um. Angela, well, was her name the, Angela? The, the infamous Pike scene was a whole bunch of major deaths, but. This past season, right, Chachi? There wasn't really any major good guy deaths. So that was that was kind of a positive thing. That's because the only people that are left is Daryl and Carol. And people, <laughs> yeah, and people will yeah. never watch again if any, either of them die. Yeah, those poor... Yeah. I feel sorry. I, I kind of feel bad for those two actors because they're almost in, like, actor prison. Yeah. Because if yeah. they that show, the show's going to tank. So, right. Wait, where's Michonne? Or, I don't know where the hell Michonne Well, Mich- Michonne had her... Did she cut thing. loose after um fucking? Well, like, she's going. She's searching for Rick. Okay. So she found. Okay, clues okay. About okay. they're doing that movie. She'll show up gotcha. in the movie. She'll show yeah, up in that. She'll show up in that. Rick's movie. not really dead. Um, and Rick, Rick is, is not still... dead at all. But did you yeah. say that he, he regretted? I read somewhere that he regretted like leaving the show. Yeah, is because he said it gotten so good. 
since Sandal Gang took over. Is that what he said? Wow. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. should have taken over sooner. Like I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another well, you know what? Good early on, and then like. It was so good, like for so many seasons, and yeah. then. <sighs> well, I think yeah, this is a good time that we should take a classic cut break and uh, continue. Uh, more stuff in entertainment and bring on our um, celebrity guests um, from the movie The Mimic. Chachi, why don't you go ahead and take it away. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Ooh, Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, where every week I go back into our vast, vast, vast archive of music that we have here at the show and handpick a classic song for all of you. Okay. Um, we kind of touched on this topic a little bit um, earlier, actually. Um, we we're talking about the vaccine coming out and people getting the vaccine, yes. which is great. And um I just hope that people get it when they have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, don't even listen to us. Just go talk to your doctor, get the best advice. Cause I see, I see people posting dumb shit online, which I know yes. is shocking. Some of them but are people, friends. Yeah. But people <laughs> post stuff like, like, Oh, there's a, there's, there's a chip in the vaccine. And like this one girl found this chip and they're trying to um, track kids to molest them or whatever. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, like who needs, like, why you need a chip in a kid to track them? To, like, like, you can't find kids somewhere on the street to them. You need a you need to put a conspiracy theorist gone. Yeah, and like, how do you how do you put a chip in people and be able to power it? You right. Know? And and if the government wants to track you, they're going to track you. They just got to do it with this, this device right, right here. Yeah. This device right here. Just how they that, call those insurrectionists. You pay eight hundred dollars for or a thousand dollars for, and then a month, hundred dollars a month for the privilege of carrying this around. They can track you with that. So my favorite thing to say is most of these assholes aren't interesting enough to follow around anyway. Right. Exactly. Right. So just. Just talk to your doctor. Don't listen to people on Facebook or whatever. Like, right. do what's best for you. Please and, don't listen to Facebook. And let's let's, just, let's let's get out of this pandemic and get back to normal and, and go to comic cons yeah. and go to concerts yeah. and everyone just needs stuff. to do better. Right. Yes. Right. So don't be a fucking point. asshole. Like I said, like I said, that's don't listen to us. To... Talk to your doctor and get advice from an expert, not from some douche on Facebook. Thank <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. And here, so here's a song that ties into that. Um, it's actually by the Thompson Twins, which they weren't actually related. They weren't twins, and it actually was three of them. So go nice. figure. And this is nice. the song "Doctor Doctor." Oh, nice. Enjoy um, from the Thompson Twins from 1984. And we'll be back right after the classic cut. Awesome. Just standing there I thought I was only dreaming, yeah I kissed you then Then once again You said you would come 
Yeah, that was a classic cut. Thompson? Doctor. Thompson Twins. So funny, speaking of doctors, Grey's Anatomy is the star about doctors, isn't it? Uh, it is. Ellen, it is. Ellen, How's that still on? I know. Can you believe still on? The Ellen Pompeo, the star of, of, of Grey's Anatomy, is finally doing a different show uh, on ABC, teaming up with Mad Men writers Andre and Maria Jackman. God, that's a tongue twister of a name. Mm. Uh, based on the best-selling Paradise Book Trilogy um, to ABC as a limited series. You're wa- you're rewatching an old sh- uh, hospital show, aren't you, Nick? It wasn't I'm, great. I'm rewatching it ER. ER. Okay, so that's the other wow, hospital. Drama. That's really old. I know. Yeah. That's really old. <laughs> yeah, they're they're finally at uh, 2003, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 surprised that uh, that you you had the desire to rewatch uh, a classic like that. Yeah, because that's like back when they had like what like 24 episodes a season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big commitment. Seasons are And we're on season 10. We're 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 punching through it. Damn, it's, it's a really good okay. show. They 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 write characters very well on that show. Okay. Um, another long-running show is America's Most Wanted. So after it was canceled, they're deciding to bring it back on Fox. Um, and uh, a new host this time, Elizabeth Vargas, mm. will be the host. And the, America's Most Wanted was good because it actually helped solve some crimes. It did. Right, by some viewers. Well, did like the other Carl host die? The original host? The original yeah. host. I think he had a heart died. attack or something. Yeah, yeah. he died. died as well. well, that's what made him jump on the show. Right find people is because his kid died right but um but the I, actual, think, I think the host the, the main host is yeah, can somebody john fact? yeah john walsh um no he's 75 he's still alive yeah uh, I, 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 for him. I didn't hear about him dying yeah well i know the guy from unsolved mysteries died okay that host. yeah that's probably the mix up there but uh, right. i'm glad that john walsh is alive and well i watched a good um a good documentary on netflix it was about um a serial killer um the um. Oh shit! Now I can't think of the name of it now. <laughs> <laughs> um. The Golden Gate oh, one? No, no, no. Oh, the, the Night Stalker. So no. it, took, it was from '85 in in LA, and he killed all these different people in LA, and like um, and it's wow. the two detectives trying to figure out who's doing this and trying to look for clues. So it was a true documentary. Um, and it was just crazy back then that the that these serial killers could just kill people and like it was so hard to catch them. I mean, this guy they didn't have the technology to catch no, up. This with guy, them. this guy killed like a couple in in their house, went and ate their food, and then threw Jeez. the food up, and then masturbated on their floor. Oh my god! Like oh, you can't get away with DNA doesn't let you right, do that. Nowadays that would be like a, a detective's <laughs> yeah. dream, like, you know, throwing up and masturbating on the floor and stuff. Like, but back yeah. then it's like, well, we didn't catch them. <laughs> Did anybody see him? No. Yeah. All right. Before, he before with technology, it. yeah. Like, he'll come back um, and do it again. Anywhere. Like, you know what? Um, it's funny you mentioned that because if OJ's um, trial or if the murder occurred now, he he probably would have gotten caught because that's why Marsh. Uh, They'd have gotten him, yeah. I think Marsh, uh, the original um, prosecuting attorney, wanted to do a reimagining of a, of a modern day. Um, no, no, that, OJ. OJ, and if you watch the OJ Simpson story, OJ got off because that was a receipt for Rodney King. And that's why it happened. I mean, people, everybody well, knew that OJ actually, did it. 
can I can I just intervene real quick yeah. because I actually am friends with one of the prosecutors. Oh, Bill oh, Hodgman. Wow. Bill Hodgman is a friend of the family. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, prosecution fucked it up. That's what happened. Jeez. What with the That's glove it. or what? Uh, with their whole case. Wow. Yep. It's awful that he got away with it. Yeah, but do you Friend think that the you think the people oh, in the jury actually believe that OJ didn't do it with all that evidence? <sighs> Who knows? I mean, uh, Johnny Cochran was really smart. Like, in, like if you watch the, um, if you watch the, the don't um, fit, you must quit. Yeah. You watch the series when he brought everybody to OJ's house. Uh, Johnny Cochran actually went and they changed um, the furniture and stuff and the artwork in OJ's house and made it all African art. Because OJ was like, you know, he was yeah. like, for Hollywood, hanging out with like mostly white people, mostly white friends. Playing and he went and changed it. And he actually like um, like put up a picture of OJ and his mother when he actually had pictures on the wall of him and his white <laughs> friend. So they really they just like changed the whole dynamic of who OJ was to the jurors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny Cochran a- brought in his own African um, artwork and, and brought it into OJ's house wow. when they did the tour. So it's pretty yeah. interesting. Yep. It's, a very, it's a very good series. And that won a lot of awards for a reason because it was very good. Yeah. Um, Nick, I'm sure you have about Love Island. Love Island is uh, returning for a third season, this time in Hawaii. Oh, man. Oh, man. You're not watching the American version. You only watch the British version, right? The British version's so much better. Okay. Because they're all, because, <laughs> I mean, they're all garbage people, and it's garbage <laughs> television, but right, right. It's, the, it's the car wreck you can't look away from, man. It's just, it's so <laughs> bad that it's good. I love it. That's awesome. Over on CW, they're doing a Nancy Drew spinoff called Tom Swift. Chachi, you were at the New York Comic Con, got to interview the cast of Nancy Drew. They're all very nice. Um, But yeah, Tom Swift, um, a spinoff starring um, Tyann Richards, who's been cast in the title role. So so this is the first time they actually had like a a spinoff where it's a, a guy from a female show. Usually it's the other yep. way around. Yep. Yeah. Crazy. So I think we are actually starting to welcome our special guest of the evening. I believe awesome. we have Thomas uh, joining, yeah. and then I think eventually we're going to have Jake Robinson joining us as well. That's right. All right. Awesome. Yeah, how you doing? All right. And here comes Jake. Hey, hey how's it going? Hey, Hello. Right. How you doing? Hey. So let's go ahead and introduce on Below the Belt show. We're so excited uh, to have the director and writer and one of the stars of this great film, a comedy with some dark moments, I'd say, uh, called The Mimic, <laughs> uh, the lighter side of being a sociopath. We have director extraordinaire Thomas Maziotti, and we also have yeah. actor extraordinaire who plays the kid, Jake Robinson. Welcome to Below the Belt Show. Yo, yo. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Al. Yes, I watched the film today. Uh, it was fantastic. Oh, and um, just the breath of fresh air because it's it's a unique film. It's not something that we've seen before, number one. But a very unique take on the whole sociopath um, right. thing because we've all encountered sociopaths. I'm actually friends with a sociopath. Uh, oh. Well, I mentioned his name <laughs> on the air, but nonetheless. <laughs> um, I, think uh, I, so, I think I know him, right? Oh, you, you know I'm too talking about, right? right, right. I think Ali knows what I'm talking about, too. But nonetheless, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but uh, Thomas, you wrote the film, was, and it's based on a stru- true story. Was there a particular no. sociopath in mind? Uh, right. It's, uh, it's, it's someone that still lives in the town. 
So uh, uh, I try to avoid the post office and places like that. But uh, it's, uh, it, it, he's still here. Uh, but it ha- happened about three years ago. And if the opening of the film, that, that opening scene is verbatim. So when that happened, I knew it was time to, uh, to get out of it. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. You, you know what's crazy is we were, we were filming on location in that same town. And so like I'm playing this dude who's a real person in this town where we're filming. So oh. I'm like, okay, like, is he going to show up? Like, is he going to crash the set? So oh, you never got to meet him. So Did he, he ever come by? No, God, no, thank God. Oh, no. that's good. Does he know, like, that you are playing him? Or does he, like, realize, or, like, has? does he know about the film? That's a great question. I think he, Tom, Thomas, I think he yeah. knows about the film. I don't I, listen, I, I haven't seen him in years, okay. so I, uh, okay. but uh, there was a camera crew, uh, rather large, right, uh, in this town for a number of months, so a number of weeks, so I, I would think, but I don't know. We'll see if he can put two and two together. Yeah. yeah. I got to my address. You haven't <laughs> talked to him in a couple of years, no, no, no. But, Tom, but Thomas, you had a lot of close encounters with this, with this gentleman, or for uh, yeah, lack I of did. a better word. You know, okay. So, so that We're that just, was a interesting way to put that into script, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was about six months I was friends with him. So, very interesting. Wow, I'm I'm curious on um, talking to him now, Thomas, on how we re- react about the film. Um, now, what about you, Jake? Uh, I guess um, preparing for this role as, as a socio- sociopath type of character, what did you did you study any particular? Um, Sociopaths in particular in film or anything on YouTube maybe? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I looked at a few videos uh, for physicality, but I mainly read some books. Um, Specifically, The Sociopath Next Door was one that I read. I learned a lot uh, about, I mean, basically the main thing I learned is that like the typical sociopath that that we think of, you know, like someone scary or violent is not, is not actually the, that's actually the, the rarity, the normal, like most people. That's a psychopath. Exactly. Most people okay. just they function in society. Probably odds are they're like the CEO of Apple or some large right. corporation because they can make really difficult decisions without really giving to uh, cares for anyone else. And so yeah. uh, I think you know, for me the the biggest thing was was bringing a levity to the character and not sitting in that you know the idea of him being a sociopath. So adding some physicality, a few ticks, but also just making sure that he was charming and likable above all else because it was very easy to go the other direction right. do you think because the film was a comedy that made it a little easier definitely i think i think it did but also at the same time comedy i i think in many ways is more difficult than drama yeah uh, personally and so i think when you when you have a character like this and you know the great thing about thomas and the way he wrote the script it was so specific the language was so detailed uh, the the takes we did we did like fourteen minute long takes sometimes oh cool oh, wow crazy long takes almost like doing stage um, in front of a camera and uh, so you know it was specific in what was what was required and then we kind of filled in the blanks and we had this incredible ensemble cast this Oops. is excellent where are we are we in whoa somebody the let's switch <laughs> the we'll switch the uh, the view there okay. <laughs> Somebody pressed so it. That, that changes the ambiance. I think we're in, but I can't see him. Let's all go on this quest together. This is excellent. 
Uh, is this better? Okay. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Thomas, and and if, if you could, Jake, how, how did you get involved with the film, Jake? First of all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got asked to do a reading of it very early on by a casting director who just was asking actors to fill in. I think it was like a development reading or something at the early stages. And, and I got done and I was like, what the hell was that? That was insane. I've never read anything like that. And yeah. uh, Thomas was there and, and he pulled me aside afterwards and we talked about it for a long time. And then we met one other time uh and and talked about it a little more and read a little bit more of it and then i don't think he went out to anyone else for the role it's kind of a it was a weird thing where i didn't really have to audition uh, the reading was the audition nice it's always good when that happens well, it, wow that's a fantastic so thomas you must have been familiar with um jake's work to just offer and pretty much offer him the role right thomas <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> Or do we still have Thomas with us? I see that he's still in the chat, but he, we just don't hear him. Oh, we hear Thomas a little bit. Thomas, I'm, are you with us? Now it's going in and out. But okay, uh, but we hear we hear your video. We so we hear okay. your audio. So that's okay. The most integral okay. part. But I was curious uh, because Jake said he did not need really need to audition. He just had to do a read. You must have been familiar with Jake's work to just pretty much offer him the role of the kid. Uh, no, I, you know, I didn't know that that much uh, uh, about Jake, honestly. But when he came in uh, and he started reading, I knew in five minutes because I, I knew I knew what I was after. And I, you know, there's no there's no sense in pursuing. I knew what I wanted. And that was five it. minutes. Are you kidding? Five, me? Say five. I know everything in five minutes. I, I know everything in five minutes. OK, you know, that is fantastic. Wow. And of course, you assembled quite a cast, um, Jake. Uh, Jake and Thomas uh, that you're working with. I mean, Thomas Sadowski, you have Gina Gershon and Mary Lou Henner, among many other great actors. Uh, Thomas, if you could tell us about how you assembled the rest of the cast, um, some huge names, a uh, part of this film. Yeah, uh, well, because they, they were very drawn to the writing because they all have theater uh, backgrounds. Okay. So, um, you know, including Jake and, and Tommy and Pendleton, who I worked with on my you know, a film in the nineties. Yes, so I saw that. They, you know, yeah. They, yeah. Oh, they all, yeah, they all have very specific ways of, of, of talking. And so I, I knew I, I, I sort of written, uh, wrote, especially for Pendleton. I know how many words he says in a sentence. So I, I, I knew I could <laughs> tailor it to him and I knew he'd do it because he, he, he really likes working with me. So, right. you know, th things grew from there. There's people I didn't know that I really, really enjoyed meeting Josh Payas who plays the lawyer is, great and the the, um, the fellow who's the uh, the bartender is terrific oh he's wow. like the young, yeah. he's like the, the there, young marty yeah. feld he's the young marty feldman if you remember him from um, uh, uh, uh young frankenstein so that's oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah 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 he definitely surprised me the, the actor who played the bartender when i <laughs> when i heard his voice it just really matches menacing um exterior and well, then he says, guess my boyfriend left me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty, pretty big uh, funny moment in the film. Uh, I'd like to talk to you, Jake, about uh, working closely with Gina Gershon as the kind of your 
Cougar one night stand or one day stand, I guess. Or, very, uh, yeah, very close. Uh, 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 <laughs> how did you like working with, with Gina? Because I, I remember her from uh, Showgirls, and she was uh, quite the uh, spectacle then, and still a spectacle now. Yeah, I mean, Gina's an icon. I, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I knew her work well, and and uh, I was thrilled when they found her for that role. That was like one of the last roles they, they were trying to cast, and um. When she said yes, I was floored. I was like, "Are you kidding me? I get to have a makeout session with Gina Gershon? <laughs> What's happening?" Uh, and you know, just the whole cast. I just want to give a quick shout out to our casting director, Steve Vincent and, and Sigdi McGuell, yes. who like put together this crazy thing cast. And I think, I think as actors, we just we want to do we want to do interesting work. And this was this script was one of the most interesting things that I've ever read of thousands of scripts that I've gotten as auditions. Like I was like, I have no idea how this could go, but I know at the very least it's going to be interesting and people will talk about it. And that's, uh, that's more than you can say for a lot of projects. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. I'll certainly agree with those sentiments. The film is excellent. Again, a, fr- a breath of fresh air for sure. Uh, Thomas, uh, tell us how Mary Lou Henner got involved. I mean, we're talking an icon from taxi, you know, we're going way back. Yeah. Well, because she, she has this memory that she can remember anything or anyone for many, many, many years ago. Do you remember she? Yeah. She was a memory uh, person. So she read the script and like memorized the whole thing. Okay. You know, wow. so it was, it was, it was, it was really, it was really interesting. And and I met her, and it was, it was. She absorbs everything you're telling her, and then you never have to repeat it. So it was. Uh, she could. Oh yeah, she could tell you where you were, where she was at a certain date, and a certain time years ago. So yeah. So when you work with somebody like that, they you don't have to remember. Forget that they'll remember the lines. No problem. Awesome. Yeah, that was such a crazy day. We had like. We we were all in this room together. It was Jessica Walter, Tom Sadowski, Dee Dee Khan, Mary Lou Henner, like all hanging out. And they were like, Mary Lou and Jessica were talking about like stories from the business. And Dee Dee was filling in about her time on Green. Like it was just wild. It was just such a fun day. Awesome. And how did Thomas uh, Sadowski get involved? I mean, he's a very accomplished actor, both in stage and screen. And um, and Jake, how did you like working so closely with, with Tom? Yeah, I mean, um, he's amazing. I admired his work for a long time. One of the first shows that I saw in New York City was Other Desert Cities. And he, if he didn't originate the role, he came, was on Broadway in the role, in a role in that. So I knew his work from that and from the newsroom and and many other projects. And and Mm -hmm. I was just thrilled that we had such an accomplished stage actor playing that role because we had 18 days to shoot and, and we were in every scene and we had so much dialogue that it was like, there's not going to be enough time. Like it needs to be someone nimble, someone agile, who's used to working in those conditions. That's just like ready to go and doesn't need theater actors. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned 18 days, Thomas was, was Mm -hmm. that a, um, a tight time crunch, I guess, or was that, um, something that you, you, you had a set time to do, or that's pretty much, uh, what all it took to shoot the entire film. No, you know why? Because I uh, the locations are were no more than a mile uh, and a half away from the the base camp, so okay. I knew how fast people can get back and forth, 
and yeah. I, I know, and I, you could see all the, the, the shots I do, I get the most from a certain shot for a long time. So there's not a lot of changing the lights and, you know, I, I, I know how I shoot and, but they, the actors have to know those lines. And so we can get a lot from one shot, you know, before I change. So that's how we did it. Right. So no room for improv, right? Sticking to the script. There's, there's very little. It was all in there, but the last yeah. take they would always they would always want to do a loose a loose, and I always let them do it. And some of it made into the film. They always want to do a loose take, uh, the last take, and I always would absolutely do it. Awesome. Right. That, that's that's pretty awesome here. Ali, you Ali, you you had some question. I knew you had some on the tip of your tongue, didn't you, Ali? Yeah. Um, what was it like, like seeing? Um, the film play out and watching like was it surreal for you with a lot of this um with it happening to you and seeing it kind of come together oh yeah surreal uh well it take you know this we shot this in 2017 so oh, wow. uh, you know yeah because then things happen as you can obviously know and okay. uh it's it was delayed but uh, uh, I think in that time it was delayed. It, it, I settled into it more to answer your question. So I'm 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 not as shocked now. That that gave me a little. That year gave me a, a little time to back away from it. But you know, if this was a year sooner, I'd probably be more. Uh, uh, I'd answer that question differently. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Okay. Yeah, definitely. How yeah. much of the script um, and the film? Uh, were things like that happened um based on the oh, person that, that you yeah knew. oh i would say that the the uh like the opening is verbatim the newspaper scene is very close the walk and talk when they're they're talking i had to combine a lot of elements that took place over a longer period of time into one scene but m most of what you see uh is true it's true. Uh, you know, wow. I just had to condense, condense. I had to condense certain things uh, for clarity. And, uh, and, and then I don't want to give away the ending, which I brought it full uh, circle by writing an ending. Like yeah, that. I wasn't yeah. sure how much you guys wanted to, to talk about certain plot points of the film, but I do want to talk about a couple if we, if we can. Um, sure. as this won't Definitely. be posted until the February 1st uh, embargo free date. But um, I was curious about more details on why we didn't really get to see the kid's wife. Now it was kind of explained by that cutaway with the director and writer that she's not funny enough, but there's a little bit more to that. Yeah. I never want to show um, someone like that. It's best to keep it totally in your imagination uh, of, of, of why uh, she's not, she's not seen because she's a, she's a not seen person or, you know, Jake is a, the character's married to her and he doesn't really see her. You see what happens in that scene with the popcorn, right? right. And she's watching, watching the film. That's someone, you know, that's, you don't show because that's, she's disrespected. So, you know, it's, she doesn't, I wouldn't show that. I wouldn't leave that to the imagination of the viewer. Yeah. I always saw it. I saw yeah. it as a, a commentary on um, like a psychological piece of being a sociopath, which is sort of just a little bit of a disregard for for others in, in certain ways. So I thought it was kind of like a brilliant play on that because we just sort of see that uh, his wife is a piece of his life, but not necessarily an active piece. That's right. That's right. Now, 
explain the little cutaway to the director and writer in quotes, which is not you, Thomas, was two actors playing the director and writer. Um, I mean, it it made sense to me, but it made it more of a movie within a movie kind of feel. Was there a specific reason why you decided to go that route midway through the movie, it seemed? Uh, uh, two reasons. One was I don't like to write exposition, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all in one scene. And the, the 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 second reason is that there are things that are said in that scene that no character would know to say. So yes. that except the only people that could say it are the people that made it. That's why it's the people that made it in the scene. Right. Okay. And that's why we Your never vomit. hear we never hear the narrator talk about how his wife died which was right one of the, was one of the things and it's interesting if you decide to put uh, thomas's wife you could have called amanda safe you know that could have yeah. been, <laughs> been, awesome. been yeah. amazing uh, yeah. but uh, that's a, a very similar to jake's wife you decide to have that same approach with the narrator's wife don't show the backstory with the wife and how she died right okay yeah. That's right. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. I, I, yeah. And, and now that after talking to you about that, Thomas, now it makes more sense. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, I, I guess we, we, we don't want to go too much on the ending of it, but it did allude to a sequel, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know, I don't know. Oh, God. I'd have to put put myself through that again. I don't know. I mean, think of it this way. So he had this crazy six month relationship with this dude who's a sociopath, right? Or suspected sociopath. All these wild true life things happen. He decides to write a script about it. And then Sadowski and I are tasked with holding his hands through this journey of self discovery where he has to re-experience all these events that happened to him, like some sort of bad LSD trip that we're like, yes. we're going to get you through yeah, but, There's like Yeah, but I knew, I knew how life. it was going to come out. Yeah, see, yeah, I knew how it was going to come out. You knew yeah. you were going to come out of it at the end of it. Yeah. Tell us about your ten- tennis proficiency, because you, you guys really killed it on the tennis court, you and Tommy. Oh, my God. Oh how, my how, how, how is that seen like how? <laughs> I, I was waiting for that question. I yeah, was waiting for that question. That's the question. Because I'm sure. Dreadful. Uh, absolutely the worst tennis players I have so ever bad. seen. Both of them. So bad. That's the <laughs> testament. That is a testament to my, my editors who are you know, just strung, brilliant. I, I, yeah, it was bad. We strung together maybe like twice, five hits back and forth. Like maybe uh, twice on, on yeah. like eight hours of shooting. It was really bad. But you'd never know. You'd never know. The beauty of editing. You understand the camera's there. You have to hit it within like a certain area for like the way we were filming it. So it wasn't like, okay, I'll I'll give myself a little bit because I do fancy myself a little bit of an athlete. It wasn't just the fact that we were playing tennis. It was the fact that we had to play tennis within specific parameters. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I do have another interesting question. Um, so Jake and the narrator, uh, well, the kid and the narrator, um, getting a little bit of a road rage, well, more so the kid gets a little road rage uh, with an elderly gentleman uh, who's played by Austin Pendleton, right? 
Yes. And um, we never got to see the aftermath of what happened in that one WTF moment. Let's just say. That's yeah. What happened? What happened to his character? Well, he's he says in the hospital he's he got divorced. You know what I mean? He realized because that sociopaths dismantle you. So you see, the the kid dismantled that guy. Just dismantled him by asking him several questions, and the guy just, you know, all of a sudden he realizes his marriage isn't bad. He's, in a, you know, this is what they do. They work on you until you question yourself, you know. And that's why, you know, Sadowski in that scene it says, "Careful, he's a sociopath," because he sees what he's doing to to the Pendleton character. Right. When Pendleton Pendleton ends up getting divorced, you know, and and leaving his wife. And if if he didn't follow him close that night in the truck, none of it would have happened. Oh, okay. Very, very interesting, guys. This is, a, again, a great film. I was curious, Thomas, had the whole pandemic didn't happen, did you have other yeah. plans for the film, like other festivals, um, premieres, or, you know, other plans, yeah. but obviously then the VOD route? We actually, well, it's going to theaters and and, and, uh, and streaming, but the, the thing is, this was the last picture to premiere before the pandemic. They stopped the festival that was Cinequest the night after. Ah, this was the yeah. last picture the yeah. night before. We were there. Wow. It's a crazy story. Yeah. I remember flying in and like I was things were just kind of starting like with the pandemic and um we're talking mid March. The cases had happened and That's right. And it's exactly like, right. Okay, we're gonna fly in. It's okay, it's not a big deal. Maybe it is a big deal, but we'll be careful. And then it seemed like in the matter of uh, like the week that we were there, everything just like flipped on its head. Like all of a sudden everything was just canceled. Yeah. They like packed everything up and they were like, we'll see you in August, uh, August, which clearly yeah. now we're past August again. Right. Which is wild. That's right. But it was the night before it was the last wow. picture to premiere. Wow. wow. Yeah. Interestingly <laughs> really enough close. with a small cast, you probably could have shot this film with the pandemic going on. Yeah. I can imagine Obviously, COVID testing every day on set, but I don't um, I think do you think this difficult. film would have been possible? You think? I know they're old. It's an older cast. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it would have been. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it would have been tough. I think it would have been tough. Yeah. It's also wow. because, like, indie filmmaking. Because I, I produce indie films as well, and and it's just hard right now because you're adding on so much cost for health and medical. Like you're adding on like five extra on top of whatever you're paying now like oh, wow. every indie budget to get films done on a feature scale like if you have more than five cast members so it's just it's tough right uh, uh, for the indie film market i'm so glad we were able to make this before all this craziness happened yeah absolutely i'm really glad about that and and how have you both been handling time uh staying busy during the pandemic um work-wise uh, I wrote another picture, so I know what I'm going to do. Uh, I know what I'm going to do next. So uh, awesome. that's how I that's how I did it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been awesome. I've been um, doing some narrative podcast work that I'm excited about. And, oh, cool. Uh, I shot actually another indie film that I was that I was in, um, and random auditions and and a lot of development work, but. And and we're having another baby. My wife and I are, you know, pandemic baby. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, congratulations. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And Jake, Jake, you actually had a, another recent film called The Drummer. You work with uh, Danny Glover? Oh, yeah. That was awesome, man. I totally, yeah. That was, that was a good time. Danny Glover was 
is just like a gem of a human being. Uh, yeah, another crazy indie experience. I love working on indie films because it's a it's a yeah. team experience. It's a family. Like everyone's in it. No one's in it to make a bunch of cash. Like everyone is in it just because they believe in the story and they want to they want to make a cool film. You know. Love it. I know Jake so long he wasn't married when I when I that's how long ago this is this has gone on back you know no, yeah. I was, I was married. married I didn't uh no you weren't married yet. you were getting married you were getting married because I know we were getting married at no you weren't married yet wow that's crazy wow yeah, yeah wild I definitely wow. didn't and uh Thomas I actually took a look at your IMDb prior to the mimic you have two other films that you written and directed, uh, but they were yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Um, talk about that, um, I guess, that lull uh, between The Mimic and uh, your last films, which were Charlie Hoboken and Undertow. Well, that was, you know, that was the 90s was, you know, independent film, 35 millimeter. It was a different, different yeah. uh, scenario. Uh, than today and so it was a completely different market there were dvds were just coming out you're talking vhs tapes <laughs> yeah you know what i mean this is another this is another world all right so yes. uh so i did that world and I, I i did other things i lived in other places and I, I i i came back and i ran into this crazy guy and i said i i gotta do it i gotta do it. i can't i can't, I can't. this i just gotta go back into it and uh it took me a little while but i got i got back you know, okay, so you actually left the industry for a little while. Yeah, because, you know, you, you got to have something to say. And because yes. if you're going to give two, two years of your life, you got to have something to say. If you don't have anything to say, do something else. So that's why I did something else. And now I, I got something to say and I came back. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Well, I, yeah, I was checking out Charlie Hoboken on IMDb. Austin Pendleton is in that film, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yet young Jen at then very young Jennifer Esposito. Yeah, and I'm a big yeah. Walking Dead fan. You had Tova Felcha. Um, oh, my. Gosh, yeah, if you remember, yeah. she was the, the leader of Alexandria before uh, uh, yeah. Rick and the group took over. She was fantastic in that. Um, how did you like working with uh, Jennifer and Tova? Oh, that was, yeah, no, that, it, it, was, it was always, it was, it was, you know, this, I write in a certain style, so they yeah. really enjoy that. Again, both of those actors have theater, heavy theater experience. So I, you know, I, uh, I don't think I've yet worked with a film actor that's just have done film. So that it's very helpful because they, they push back into, in, yeah, into how they started. They became film actors, but they started stage actors. And in Tom's case, uh, he goes back to the stage like once a year if he can. Yep. You know, it's important, very important. And you're absolutely right. I mean, when, you're, when you have a time crunch, a certain number of days to finish a film, it's very important that you have good actors that are that have that training and have that capacity for memorization because yeah, you have that limited time crunch and you gotta get you gotta get that done. So um, yeah, again, you, great casting, great casting. Uh, you want to you because you want to hear a very quick to, uh, Tova Felcher story? Yeah, really yes. good. Where we were in shooting Charlie Hoboken, they couldn't get this emotional scene, and I had them on close up, and I and I went to. Uh, I went to Austin, it was between Austin and her. I went to Austin, I said, listen, you know, all I can do is I could just change lenses and we can get this on the next one and get out of here. And Toba came up to me and she says, keep it close. And we got it. <laughs> you take a close up, you take a close up away from her. That's it. Okay, we got it. 
<laughs> That's, awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. We thank you so much, guys. Uh, Jake, you. Thomas, um, if you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are. A little promo uh, throughout who you are. Uh, plug for the film and let us know you're on Below the Belt show and whatever you want at the end. Yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, Jake Robinson playing the kid in the mimic coming out February 5th. And I'm on Below the Belt show. Woohoo! And this is Tom Maziotti, the writer-director of The Mimic, coming out February 5th, and I really enjoyed being on the Below the Belt show. Yes! Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so guys. much, guys. I will be, Thank I've you. already watched the film, uh, so uh, I implore everybody. It's an incredible film, guys. I really enjoyed it, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lot of, a lot of funny moments, a lot of emotional moments, too. So as someone that knows, mm-hmm. personally knows a sociopath, too, actually. <laughs> Opened my eyes to a lot of things. And Chachi and Ali, you knew who I'm alluding to. But anyways. <laughs> and we always end with a nice little snapshot. So uh, Chachi, if you can take the honors. Yes, definitely. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that my video didn't work, but at least we, you heard me. That's all right. All right. On the count of three, everybody. One, two, three. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Be okay. safe. Good luck with the Thank film. Uh, it's you, fantastic. So February 5th, Video on Demand Select Theaters. So check it out. You have an official website too, right? Yes, the themimic.com. Uh, the Mimic, what's it called? Themimicmovie.com. Themimicmovie.com, the official website. And, and the Gravitas Ventures on their site as well, the distributor. Awesome. Thomas, thank you so much for being a part of it. Thank you. And thank you thanks so much. so much, Jake. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Right. All right. That was the director and writer of The Mimic, Tom Asiati, and actor Jake Robertson, who plays the kid. Um, Great film, guys. Got to check it out. Check it out. Check it out. All right. Just a couple more things, and we can wrap tonight's BTB, guys. Um, All right. This year's Golden Globes uh, will be taking place. They haven't really announced the status of the in-person versus um, virtual aspect yet, but they did announce that Jane Fonda will be receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award. This is uh, an award that honor, honors a legend, really. Um, they have an illustrious uh, film career, TV career, very influential, someone that paved the way. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly the case with Jane Fonda. People that have received in the past include Robert De Niro, Martin Scorsese, Jodie Foster, Steven Spielberg, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks, who's yes. last year's honoree. Um, in pop culture news, um, how many of you guys actually posted a Bernie Sanders meme? I posted uh, quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> there's I been love- quite a few. I am a bit of a meme lord, so yeah, I, was, I, I it tend was funny to... for a while. But you but think, I think it's, it's you think I think it's past its peak now. It, 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 it was definitely a meme that burned quick. I you know, quite intended, right? Yeah, yeah. a burn quick. You know, it's it's no DiCaprio meme that lives on forever, but uh, yeah, it, yeah. that DiCaprio meme, was, yeah, that that did last forever. But uh, I had to chime in last minute because I watched the UFC 257 pay per view where Conor McGregor lost mm-hmm. to Dustin. 
Diamonds of all people. <laughs> His nickname is Dustin Diamond. I uh, got a, a KO uh, in the, uh, I believe, uh, second or third round. Yeah. And I, I, I thought I saw the meme where Bernie Sanders was choking out McGregor, and I thought that was the, p- the perfect. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was a pretty good one. Pretty meme, but um, you know I've seen it all from like Cobra Kai to um, a lot of public drops. The last the, one uh, I did, the, I, there's a, Will, a Where's Waldo. Where's Waldo? And was you got to find uh, Bernie. Yeah. What about the Genoa Council Circle? Oh yeah, I did that. I, I probably posted all of them. If you yeah. look on my I Facebook, you'll see them. I haven't posted in them. so long. I need to start posting more. Yeah, they actually have like on, on, Bern, on Bernie's official website, they, they're taking advantage of that and selling a sweatshirt with the logo, uh, with, with the photo of Bernie, arms crossed with the mittens and the mask. Yep. Um, you can buy for $45. However, those mittens, you cannot get your hands on them because he actually I... got them. From <laughs> well, I love your cat, the, by the way. Yeah, Sprinkles likes to have to give attention when I do a podcast. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, these are were made Hi, from um a, a woman, um from a, a Vermont school teacher, I believe. Um, I think and she's she like said, a second grade teacher. Right. Yep. Exactly. And she said, "There's no way she could make six thousand pairs of mittens." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, because they're very. It. They're very unique mittens. Um, mm. They're out and they're out of this world. And sometimes you just can't get everything you want. <laughs> yeah, I saw she said she's like I'm so glad like um, he wore the mittens. She's like, but I don't have any for more for sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her name is Jen Ellis, and uh, Bernie got uh, the mittens as a gift. Oh. Um, they're gonna have bobbleheads. They're making some bobbleheads for the Bernie Sanders meme. Yeah, but you heard uh, how much he raised, right, um, for charity? How much? One point yeah. eight million. One point eight million he that's raised. Amazing. That's pretty that's cool. Impressive. So how does that's that tie awesome. into the charity? Um, what? Well, like, all the proceeds went to charity. Yeah, yeah. Proceeds from what specifically? The shirt. The, from the forty-five dollar um sweatshirt that he sold online. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. All of it went to charity. That's from different yep. merchandise, like the um. The parka and also like I guess different kind of uh, men's he was selling. Yeah, yeah. that was a um, t-shirt. Uh, a Burton, a Burton snowboarding or snow or skiing uh, um, um, jackets uh, supposedly. So um, yeah, that that could be a, a, um, a possible uh, uh, Halloween costume. I, I'd love to. It won't be how I mean, no one's gonna remember the shit by Halloween. <laughs> you don't like Halloween. I, I, want, I want one of those mittens. I, I can't. I know I they look so cozy. Like you know, it's gonna be like <laughs> assholes who get like the tattoo of that on their arm, and then, like no one's gonna remember it next year. Right. Tiger just, King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Always look at these tattoos of like stuff yeah. that happens right now, and like it never lasts. Like um, yeah. Like I know as a kid, one can't be as crazy as. Yeah, like, like, I know as a kid, like one guy got like I mean... a Mark Simpson tattoo on his ankle when yeah. he first became popular. And I remember thinking, like, oh, that's going to suck if, like, Simpsons just dies out. But here, Simpsons, you know, yeah. all these years later, still going strong. So I guess he yeah. made a good um, choice. Well, 40 million people saw Bernie Sanders in, in, in that um, <laughs> attire because that's how many people watched the inauguration last Wednesday. But we talked a lot yeah. about that last week. Yeah. We don't need to delve too much into that one. Um, 
Also, um, are you guys excited for um the Super Bowl? No. The Super Bowl is still happening. I've never watched the. Yes. I haven't watched the Super Bowl in so long. Well, February seventh. I, I, I excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love your cat. Oh, I wish my but, cat would come and cuddle with me. Oh, <laughs> you can't even the closet. Uh, I saw a really funny meme, and it was uh, it was basically like I love how Tom Brady just picked a random team and was like, "Hey, you guys want to go to the Super Bowl?" You're absolutely <laughs> right. This is his yeah. tenth time. Uh, playing in the Super Bowl. Wow. And and he has, I believe, six rings with, with the Patriots, but he's played uh, ten times. This will be his tenth time uh, in the Bucks. Um, so they're the number three seed. They they beat the um, the Packers uh, last week. And, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, they're advancing. Um, they beat the Bills last week. So that is your AFC team. So it's the um, Tampa Bay Bucks the versus the the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Cool. Yeah, I was hoping for the Bills. The Bills, like their fans, were real classy. The way they um, donated money um, to a charity for um, Lamar Jackson. Mm. You know, so, so they were pretty cool. Oh, so that that was actually a classy move. Yeah, classy move from them. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. you know, like a lot of a lot of fans like are just horrible people. You know, and like we'll just like. Like, like remember, yeah, remember when we um, played against um who was it was it um the Eagles and they're just horrible and they they were like you know throwing stuff at our at our um at Ravens fans who went to the game and stuff and like yeah it's horrible it's good to man. see some nice classy fans for a change yeah. no like I usually watch Super Bowl for the commercials and even <laughs> they the, even the Super Bowl halftime show years. the halftime I mean, show as well. Yeah. What? But you, the halftime show as well. I mean, the yeah, weekends. But, but who's it now? The weekend. This, the weekends this time? had money, yeah. By himself. You know, they haven't announced, but I'm sure there'll be some other big artists. But yeah, you usually kind of have like a couple different artists, you know. Um, like they had Jalen Shakira last year, and and no one will forget. No one will ever forget <laughs> that dance off. Woo! Oh yeah. That was. Woo, that I, was I mean, the weekend. The weekend's very talented, but I, I don't know. Yes. Like I remember the old days when you'd have like Michael Jackson or Prince or somebody. Oh, you have, those like, two, You can't compare to yeah. today. I mean, but I, and I know there's not that many people, not that many legends left that can even get like that. But it, it's still, yeah. I miss yeah. those days. Yeah. Another good thing the NFL is doing is giving 7,500 healthcare workers free tickets to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's so awesome. The, yeah, NFL Commissioner ooh, Rob, ooh, Roger ooh, Goodell shoot. said. This was being um, made in an effort to thank the healthcare workers for all they have done during the pandemic. So that's a very, that's cool. very now now is the Super Bowl awesome. is it going to be like a like a you know partially empty stadium like like that we most been likely seeing? yeah it's going to be pretty much what you saw yeah it's going to be pretty much what you saw at the stadiums that had fans so it's a I believe it's a twenty five percent capacity wow oh man so, those so are going to be how much those tickets right. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. I can't imagine how much our ticket's going for. Yeah. But if you notice some That's games, sick. like in Seattle, there was no fans in attendance. So mm-hmm. they're probably really happy that Tampa is one of those liberal states when it comes to the pandemic. Like they just liberal as far liberal as yeah. meaning they allow they 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 don't really care about yeah. limiting yeah. their their That's what I meant by liberal yeah. isn't letting loose mm-hmm. in, in that right, regard. Here, like the prices are ranging from. Eleven thousand to seventy-five thousand. Jesus. Wow. Ooh, That's amazing. Because normally they're around like what, like five grand. 
around that. And I want I mean, to see the whatever they are, they ain't worth it. Yeah, trust well, me. I was, I was thinking of pulling that trigger in 2013, but <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, nah. It's Should a happen. little different now, but um, we do have some sad passings to announce, guys. Um, Larry King, who's the the original icon in, in radio hosting, guys, TV and radio both. Yeah. Um, he pioneered the live interview, basically. Um, Didn't he get married like a like a bunch of times? Eight he got married several times or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He had a 25 year run hosting Larry King Live. Wow. Um, but yeah, apparently he had COVID nineteen. So this oh, is sure. you know, yeah. Wow. Yes, he was so he was hospitalized first for COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Then he went to the ICU. Um, and then I guess from there he just he started to go downhill. That's um, yeah, it's, yeah. Super, it's super dangerous, especially for the elderly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was eighty seven years old. Um, I thought he was older than what he was. I thought he was like in his 80s, like back in the 80s. Like he, he looked, he like looked really old. old. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Wilford Brimley. He looked old and cocoon. He was but old he ever. Was, yeah. Yeah. Right. Wilford Brimley, Brimley has like, looked the same age since the 80s. Right. right. I mean, he 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 got to 50 years old and he stayed there the rest of his life. So <laughs> yeah, like he, he was in cocoon. Yeah, and he never cocoon got any older. Was supposed to play an 80 year old man. And that well, came cocoon, out what? Yeah, cocoon, they made him look older than what he was. They they dyed his hair like gray and stuff like that. So they, they made him look yeah. older, C- Cocoon, but, you know, not much older. Yeah. And you're right, Nick. Uh, he was married eight times to seven different women. Wow. Well, he married one twice. Wow, yeah, that. that's interesting. <laughs> Went back for seconds. All Went right. Went back Good for, for seconds. Good his for most him. recent yeah, separation was in 2019 from Sean King. Mm. Wow. Yeah. I watched... um. I watched a compilation of his um, different interviews with um, with um, who was it? Um, Conan O'Brien, and he was really funny. Like um, Larry King, like, you don't know that he was that funny, but he did. He'd always come on. Uh, he always would always come on Conan and just like do these funny skits and outlandish skits and stuff. And like he was really funny guy, which I didn't even know about. Yeah. Yep. Uh, several heartfelt. Uh... Messages about Larry King. Jim Jim Carrey says we lost someone very precious to the virus today because it was COVID-19. Let's do everything we can to keep each other safe. Um, yeah, Andrew Cuomo, New York sends condolences to his family and friends. Larry King was a Brooklyn boy who became a newsman who interviewed the newsmakers. He conducted over 50,000 interviews wow. that informed America a clear, in a clear and plain way. Um Wow. Yeah, he always so seemed like he, he seem really nice in his interviews. He never seemed like he was out to get the yeah. people or, you know, try to make people look bad. Yeah. He always yeah. seemed like a gentleman. And Piers Morgan, as you know, he was was his replacement. Piers said Larry King was a hero well of mine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN. And he said my show was like watching your mother-in-law go over a cliff in your new flat, <laughs> Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> But he was a brilliant broadcaster and masterful TV interviewer. So uh, we also lost another legend, guys, Cloris Leachman. This just happened today. Yeah. Oscar-winning actress known for the Last Picture Show, Young Frankenstein, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, The Facts of Life, uh, died at the age of 94 um, due beer to natural causes. Beer fest. Yeah. Oh, like she, like if you look at her like she was on, like she guessed on almost every single like popular TV show that ever came out. 
Oh yeah, like, she's a guest on it. It was amazing. And like, actually, like um, she was um Granny on um Bad Santa, which I watch every year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know, I never knew it was her. But I looked, I looked up um, Dying DB um this past Christmas when I watched it and saw that she was still alive. I'm like, I, I'm like, I didn't know it was even her, but she was still alive. But she looked like this came out in 2001, and she looked like she was like 90. You know, in the movie, I don't know if they made her look older than what she was, but yeah. um, pretty funny character, and I, I watch it every year. But um, yeah. ninety-four, wow! And we actually had Ed Asner show. They they worked together on the Maritime Moore show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he had a heartfelt. Yeah, Ed Asner had a, a very uh, sweet uh, sentiment. And Al, you were there for the Ed Asner. I was there. Yeah. I, he was so sweet. Was he funny? Uh, a, a picture from the last time I saw you. Always beautiful. Nothing I could say could top. The no- enormity of my love for you until we meet again, darling. Oh, wow. Oh. Mel Brooks uh, said such sad news. Cloris was insanely talented. She could make you laugh or cry at the drop of a hat. Always a pleasure to have her on set. Mm. Every time I hear a horse whinny, I will forever think of Cloris' unforgettable, unforgettable Frau Blucher. She is irreplaceable and will be greatly missed. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so a like, lot of it, yeah. Like, I, I think I read she was like tied for the the most um, Emmy nominations out of any actress. Yeah, I think she's up there. With Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my former boss from Veep. <laughs> I played one of her staffers. <laughs> um, those two legends, but we do have a couple other passings. Jeanette Mouse, acting teacher who, who appeared in Lynn Shelton's films. Um, passed due to an eight-month battle with colon cancer. Oh, she also bad. sadly contracted COVID-19, which mm, might Jesus. have expedited the problems from him. Yeah. 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 That vaccine out, guys, please. Um, Gregory Sierra, best known as Sergeant Miguel Chano, Amaguali on Barney Miller, and Julio Fuentes on Sanford and Son. Oh. Uh, died at the age of 83. If, funny, like, I watched some of those um, old clips from Sanford and Son with him on it after he died, and just hilarious. Like just him getting into it with um, with Fred Stanford, you know, Red Fox, and like Red Fox was, was the bigot who like didn't like Puerto Ricans, and they like, didn't really get into it. It was just it was just hilarious, like that old school comedy. Yeah, he's a legend too. He's he's had a, quite a few guest star oh, yeah. roles, just like Horace Richman as well. Yeah. Uh, Babylon Five actress actress Amira Ferlin. Um, sadly, had passed away. Um, Bruce Kirby, the character actor known as Sergeant George Kramer on NBC's Columbo, and the father of Matt Dillon's cop in Crash, passed away. Mm-hmm. And baseball legend Hank Aaron. Um, oh yeah. Who uh, topped Babe Ruth's record for all-time home runs, had died at the age of 86, and supposedly there's controversy with his death because he recently took the COVID-19 vaccine. Mm. However, they um, refuted that. Um, supposedly, it was not linked to him receiving the vaccine, uh, mm. that he died of natural causes, because yeah, they were trying to say, yeah, they were trying to hijack um, that to cast doubt on the, the efficiency of COVID-19 and how it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need to hear that, guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but he course, did, he well, dealt with a lot. Like, I read, I read about him like when he was chasing um, Babe Ruth's um, record. Like he got like death threats. You know, like people did not want him to break um, the record. Um, it, it, he dealt with a lot oh. during the whole time period. Like people would yeah. send him letters like, "I'm going to shoot you at at this Jeez. game. 
I'm gonna, I'll be up at the, at the um, you know, upper deck. I'm going to shoot you dead. And like, it was just horrible bullshit, stuff. Just the racism that, that went on during that time. Yeah. Horrible. Um, for, for a topping on Babe Ruth's all time home run record. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, we always end with those that survived. Well, and could I, uh, before you do that, can I add one more to that list? Oh, one more that passed away. Oh, yes. No. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys heard about the, the helicopter crash in upstate New York, the military helicopter that crashed the night of the yeah. inauguration. Oh, I'm so sorry, Nick. Yes. I, I do recall this. So um, the, the pilot of that helicopter was my cousin, Christian. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He'd been, uh, Army, he was, he's been in the Army National Guard. He was in the Army first, deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, and then he got out, joined the National Guard. And he was also a helicopter pilot for the New York State Police. The guy lived in a helicopter. And, uh, you know, the day of the National wow. Guard, he was doing a night training op, uh, like a night vision training. And uh, the helicopter had a catastrophic failure and crashed and burned and everybody died. So I oh my to, God! I wanted oh, to have a shout sorry. out to my cousin to my cousin Christian and the crew that didn't make it. So oh, definitely. Yeah, my condolences, Nick. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But I figured I'd add him to the list. Well, so. um, definitely, definitely a hero. Yes, yes. Because of him, uh, he did a lot of um, rescuing during a lot of uh, hurricanes. He would oh, wow. would fly down to the you know to the hurricane area where everybody's always getting trapped or whatever and saved a lot of lives. So, Damn. oh yeah. Figured I'd wow. Nick, I appreciate you uh, sharing yeah, th- that personal. Yeah, personal sharing thank that. you for yeah. letting me share it. I appreciate per- personal, it. Personal, um, you know, family member that, that passed away. And I guess I have one to announce a, a, a personal on my level. Like, and uh, Chachi, you do, do know the wonderful and beautiful and talented Katie Wicker. Oh, absolutely. Who is yeah. a friend of ours who moved to California. Her father, uh, who's still in Maryland, uh, sadly had passed away uh, due to complications from a blood clot. And uh, uh, condolences go out uh, to the family of uh, my friend Katie. Um, her dad was a very kind man and uh, very funny, always made me laugh. And uh, Katie is one of my friends since elementary, middle school. I've known her for a long time. And uh, rest in peace. Um, yeah, rest in Mr. peace. Mr. Charlie, um, for, yeah. for privacy purposes, I won't say his his last name, but yeah. Mr. Charlie, uh, rest in peace. Wow. I mean, yeah, and, life's, uh, life's really just too short. It really is. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is, guys. Yeah. And of course, we end with birthdays, people that have uh, celebrated. Yeah, sorry, sorry for bringing it down, man. No, no, that's okay. no it's, well, cool. it's, great to, it's, it's great to cool. honor him. I'm glad you mm-hmm. shared Nick, it. We were, we were already on that topic. So, yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah. But people that did not die um, yeah. include uh, actor James Cromwell, um, a legendary actor at the age of 81. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is 81 today sorry yep. <laughs> I, I, Mimi Rogers is 65 today um, uh-huh. Susanna Thompson from Arrow who plays Arrow's mom yeah it's this queen she's 63 she is looking very she's a very lovely older woman <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the picture of Elizabeth Hurley oh she stays Elizabeth up. Hurley is still smoking Holy, she, she posted a picture of herself uh, wearing a coat but topless with a bikini bottom on it, and I mean she, she looks good. Amazing, amazing how we, uh, the the yeah. Oh, I see Still right now. Good. Yeah, she's she's yeah. in the. Which one are you looking up, Chach? Hurley. Which one with her like topless, but wearing a winter coat in the snow. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's okay. Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah. It's just not being cold out there. Yeah. Exactly. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Smoke show. Homegirl's a smoke show. Thanks for pulling that up, Ali Daz. Not even a stomach at that age. Yeah. Right. Uh, TV host Keith Olbermann, 62 today. Um, you're gonna love this one, Chachi. Tamlin Tamina, who is in the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. She reprised the role as uh, Kamiko or um. Uh, Daniel's love interest in oh, yeah. uh, from Karate Kid Part Two. Kumiko, Kumiko, correct? Yeah. Yep. She is 58 today. And she still looks great. Yeah, she looks great. Fantastic, fantastic. I think most, of the, most of Cobra Kai, I mean, most of the Karate Kid cast looks great still. I don't know what the yeah, hell was in the water. The OGs, though. Some of the OGs. The OGs, yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, they look great. I mean, for their age. Ralph yeah. Macchio, like you don't see anybody all fat and stuff. Marty, like Marty Cove's in his seventies, guys. <laughs> he looks great. Uh, he, how great does he look? Yeah, no, he's, he's in like, his 70s. Still like a badass. Yeah. Bridget Fonda's fifty-seven. I got to work with this actor closely uh, on the TV show Instinct. Check out my episode. <laughs> Alan Cumming uh, from Spy Kids is fifty-six. Happy birthday, Alan. Uh, Mike Patton of Faith No More is 53, and Patton Oswalt is 52, and that's birthday today. Definitely an older uh, birthday list. Yeah, Nick, I, I don't know if there's any uh, particular um, closing cut you'd like to end. Maybe something that's close with you and your cousin, or something that may, might remind remind oh. you of the, some of your better times you've had with your cousins. Oh, man. You might, that you'd like to end tonight's show with as a closing cut. Yeah, any oh, songs good. you guys like together? Um, any concerts you went to? God, let's see. Um, spot, <laughs> I hate to say it. We went. He took me to a Creed concert once. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you want to do. You know what? You Here we go. This is actually a, a a somewhat decent Creed song. That he, uh, Unforgiven by Creed is actually okay. a pretty good. Song. Okay, cool. So you could throw that on there. That'd be cool. I'd appreciate that. Awesome, right, awesome. So Come yes, on. the the closing cut, uh, which is uh, sometimes also a classic cut. Sometimes. By, uh, it's early 2000s. That's, that was 20 years ago now. And you so. actually you went to a Creed concert with your cousin. Yeah, yeah, he took me when oh, I was. How cool! Uh, I was 16. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is a oh well tribute to Christian. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Dedicated uh, to your cousin Nick. Um, to a wrestling. hero. Thank and, you. Yes, to a military yeah. hero. Yeah, um, this is Creed. Unforgiven to close out tonight's show, guys. That's it for BTB, guys. Thank you so much for um on behalf of the panel, the adorable one, Ali Dash. Thank you. Thank you. The one and only Chachi McFly. See ya. King of the eighties. And before we bring Nick to land the plane, our special guest, let's not forget a <laughs> shout out to Thomas Maziati, the director of the Mimic, and actor Jake Robinson who played the kid in the movie The Mimic. Thanks so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. And of course, hoorah, Captain Big Nick, who's going to land this plane. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your cat to speak. Thank you for flying Air BTP. It's been a lovely flight. Please stay in your seat until we come to a complete stop. And here's Creed Unforgiven, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, peace.
Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying. Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain.